This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We got a very special guest today. I actually been trying to get you on for a minute. I just haven't hit you up. Okay. It's because I always see you're busy with, uh, first of all, you like building cars and shit. You got a fight academy. But we got Savant Young here, former pro fighter, also owner and coach at Fight Academy Pasadena, which is the first spot that I trained at two years ago. Yes, sir. You know what's real funny, though? Like uh, when when I first started training at uh, Fight Academy, you're just so casual. I had no idea you own the place. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? (laughs) That's just by design. I like to just float through. Yeah. Be cool. Humble with everybody. And then I've had people ask me, hey, who's the owner here? I'm like, you're looking at him. <laughs> like, you're always just kind of casual and chilling back. And then Nick was like, oh, he actually owns the spot. I'm like, oh, he's mad quiet. He's yeah, just- but you know what? You don't want to be that dude, right? You're not trying to be that, like, douchebag dude that's like, hey, man, you know, you know I'm the guy, right? Like, yeah. I'm the guy. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. So for you, when you were a, when you were a pro fighter, um, I'm always curious about this. It's like, how, how do you transition from you know, fighting your whole life and then not fighting like that. That has always been such a, a, a weird thing for me because I see a lot of fighters who who I kind of grew up with that wanted to be a pro fighter. Obviously, they didn't make it that well because you don't know who the fuck they are. Right. But they, they've always had this goal of being this prized fighter. And then afterwards, they didn't think about an after. And so they kind of go down like this spiral. And I don't you, like how did you how did you kind of transition out of fighting into doing what you're doing now? Um. Initially, I mean, I I wanted to have a gym. I always wanted to have a gym. As a kid, when I did karate, before I was even into fighting, I had this dream of uh, owning a gym. And we almost bought a gym, me and the wife, you know, way back. This was in, I forgot what, this had to be early 2000s. And I wasn't even ready. It was some little shithole place in Highland Park. (laughs) <laughs> that I probably wish I would have gotten now because now that shit's booming right now. But, oh, man, Highland <laughs> Park is expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I should have got in there. But uh, it was always something I wanted to do. And typically most, I mean, I wasn't trying to be a fucking bouncer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, I'm like, I can't be a bouncer, so I better figure out another way to feed the sport. So my my whole thing was I want to be involved in this sport for a long time to come. You know, like once I'm done fighting, I want to kind of, you know, uh, groom other fighters to, you know, not following my light, but at least follow into some like authenticity, you know, Mm. follow with somebody that's really been there, really done it. No gimmicks. And uh, now they, you know, they call me OG now. So (laughs) and I kind of took that role and you go from being in the spotlight to carrying the bucket. You know, I still get the same feel. I feel like I win when the guys win and Mm. I feel like I lose when they lose. So being that I know the game and I know what they're going through, um, 
I'm just appreciative to be part of that whole experience, to be honest. Now, we were just talking about this, you know, off off the podcast, but that authenticity factor, I feel like because sports eventually, I mean, not even eventually, it is a fucking business, right? Huge business. And I think when I first started training, uh, you know, I was just looking up a bunch of trainers out in the whole area. And actually, before I even signed up with Nick, I didn't even know what Nick looked like. Right. First thing I wanted to know was, does this person have uh, professional fights under the belt? That's it. A lot of people don't. And right. they, they want to train people, which is the oddest thing that I always see. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't understand why that is. Like, I don't I, I find it, it. You're kind of like a crook. <laughs> well, it, it feels like it feels like people are is. stealing from you. It know? is some snake oil, you know, <laughs> yeah. because like Nick, for instance, you know, Nick, he has experience like he has been in a ring and fought people. So I respect the fact that you're you're teaching from a point of experience you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i could tell you i'm a surgeon and shit you know what I'm <laughs> let me let me cut that for you you, you, you know what i mean and so work on this apple first let me see what you do with this yeah, first real quick. <laughs> yeah and there's just a lot of that going on and um people are taking advantage of it because there's a lot of new people to the sport like new people that are getting into it they look on tv they go google whatever and then they figure like oh this guy looks like he know what he's doing because he you know, says he does or post some pictures in the ring with somebody, but you don't ever see actual fight footage or any type of like write ups. You got to find something. And Google's powerful, man. You can find the fake quick. That's that's the weird thing. So there was a there was a guy that I wanted to train with first before I wanted to go into kickboxing. I just wanted to do strict boxing at first, because when you first saw me, I was like 270 pounds. Yeah, man. Congrats so like, to you, too, man. I got to give you a problem. <laughs> hey, man. You've been grinding. I thought you was going to quit already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get, tell you on the air, man. I respect your game now. Yo, when I uh, when I first started, I did feel like quitting. It was it was hard. Yeah, I think it was it was difficult because because I did taekwondo when I was younger, right? And then I just haven't thrown a kick since since ever. Mm-hmm. And even though I was a big dude, I could still throw a heel kick. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll be able to do this stuff. But then it was you know point sparring versus actual sparring are two different things. Complete. They don't they don't feel the same at Night all. And day. Right. Because it's repetitive. There's no like stop and call for points. Right. It's like the ass whooping just continues <laughs> and it just keeps going. And then you're like, OK, this so is- that was actually one of my biggest problems when we first started. Nick would say, like, it's like, cool, you hit me. Why'd you stop? Right. It's because I'm so used to points. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like once you tag somebody, it's like, all right, time out. Let's get some tea real quick. And then, and then you, you know what, up. though? There's some there's some uh, there's some good to that because I started out doing uh Shotokan karate. So I used to do all these like Ed Parker's mm. tournaments, Kempo tournaments. And um the good thing about the point fighting is it, like a it, 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 it taught you how to um it taught you how to go for clean shots. Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It taught you how to set up things. You know it had to be clean. You know it couldn't be no, you know, just throwing whatever. Yeah. yeah, it had to be solid. So it kind of taught me that that was the one good thing I, I took from it. Until I ran into somebody that actually was a kickboxer and I tried that and just got touched up and I was just like, you know, it was weird and shit. So then I knew like, man, I got to learn how to actually do continuous fighting instead of the point fighting. And then I just started searching and searching for that, man, you know, and I knew that was like the full form of fighting was like till one of us says we don't want no more. What was the uh, what was the point where you decided that you wanted to be a like a professional fighter? Because I think uh, a lot of people feel like they can until they, you know, get on a mat and they get the ass whooped. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, for me, um, I had a dream of it. I mean, I watched like most of the guys my age. We all watched the early UFCs. 
Um, I was a big fan of uh, Pancrase in Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Shudo. We used to go rent VHS tapes of of Shudo and Pancrase and watch all these videos thinking like, man, this is this is dope. And I was in high school and um, we literally would get videos, get books. We would go out in the backyard and try to practice what we saw. We were literally trying to learn from from books, you know, they had pictures of sequences and shit. We would try to try. Yeah, you had like those ancient Chinese scrolls. Oh my God, it was crazy. <laughs> With the fucking hand out It was here. hilarious. <laughs> and no, on the real, dude, we said, there was a time, <laughs> my wife could, she could uh, confirm this. There was a time that I used to just legit wear the Kung Fu gi outside and shit. <laughs> On the real, like I, that was my thing. Like that was way back. You remember that shit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah with the little slippers and everything. Straight, That's fucking tight, Jim Kelly style. You know, <laughs> on the real, on the real, man. Um, but nah, man, this this game is is I, I love it, man. This is this is a part of me. Um, the fighting came up. I just didn't want to work no more, man. I went to camp. Uh, the day that I made the transition was I was in camp in Big Bear with uh. Quentin Rampage Jackson, Josh Barnett, Tito Ortiz. Damn, dude. I was in camp with these dudes for a few weeks, and they were making good money, right? I was just living this life with them. I was, uh, you know, we had a shift there. We had coaches getting up in the morning, making us go run, come home. Food was made. Here's all your supplements. Here's this. And I had took a leave of absence from my actual job that I was doing in post-production at the time. And... um went to this camp. So I went to this camp with these guys and literally maybe a couple weeks into to being there, I called my job and told them, you know what? I ain't, I'm not coming back. Oh, I shit, saw how they it. were living and it was, uh, I believe it might have been my 30th birthday. I think it was my 30th birthday. Rampage's birthday was a day, I think a day after mine. I celebrated my birthday and camp with them and I literally just quit my job. I didn't have no fight. She thought I was crazy as hell. My wife was like, what's wrong with you? And she stuck around she after stuck. you did that shit. We, we still here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we still here. So yeah, man, I quit my job. And at that point, you know, I saw Rampage getting ready to make, you know, he might've made 400K for that fight when he fought against uh, Matt Lindland here. Man, that's how much they used to make back then. That's crazy. Yeah, he made some decent coin back. Rampage made decent money back then. I ain't gonna lie. And I saw that happen. And I saw all the work that was being put in and I was doing the same work. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm running the same hills. I'm doing the same sparring rounds. I, I'm, I'm doing this with you guys. So I wanted to just take a shot at it myself, man. And literally, I'm, it was probably a uh, best decision for me because I know if I didn't do that, then I probably wouldn't be doing this shit right now. So who, who kind of mentored you? at that point then because i feel like it's kind of hard to jump into something without somebody really guiding you and kind of helping you out in that in that kind of sense uh i had a few different a few different mentors you know coming up i had a uh, the person that introduced me to the sport actually was a guy named joe charles and joe charles uh fought in ufc like one through four <laughs> okay um this this guy uh, kind of took me under his wing, you know, and, and brought me up. And then I went and trained. Uh, I used to train with all the Armenians out in Hollywood under Gokor Savishian. So I trained with a wow. lot of good guys. Um, the last coach, though, who I was in Big Bear with is, uh, you know, my current coach now. I call him a brother of mine, a coach of mine. His name is Antonio McKee, um, whose son is A.J. McKee. That's oh, in yeah, 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 yeah. That's my brother, you know, and like AJ is like a nephew to me. So we became really tight. And he was the guy that 
always thought like, you know, an in-shape savant that comes ready to go can beat anybody in the game. So he would always feed me that and tell me what I need to do. And, you know, he tried to drag me to church and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was that guy, you yeah. know? So he, I knew he had my best interest in mind. So if I had to like single it out to one person that gave me that drive, it would definitely be uh, McKee. You know, it's interesting because I, I always wonder too, you know, maybe you can give some perspective on this. It's like, I, I feel like Sometimes like MMA reminds me of of basketball in the sense of there's a lot of players that I follow in basketball and there's a lot of people that I that I follow in MMA and I feel like a lot of fighters kind of have all the pieces to be very successful but it's just like a game of like inches right it's because it's hard to say when I look at somebody who's in the UFC and then somebody says that guy's trash but it's like like for example let me like there's a fighter that I really really fucking like okay and you know I might like him who is it's Kevin Lee. Okay. I fucking I like love Kevin. Kevin. I think Kevin Lee can have a belt. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of people yeah. who disagree with That's that. A good, this is a good one to put in, into that perspective, actually. Cause Kevin they, Lee. Because they see him they see him lose a couple of times. Right. But every time I seen him lost, he had like championship material. Yes. Right. It's just, you know, during the time when he was losing, he didn't have a coach. He right. didn't have a focus. Right. And he was a little too much in his head. I think the the in your head part for most of us fighters, um, you know, we got issues, man. Most guys that are fighters, we a lot of them got father issues or some sort of like no male figure. So the fighting becomes your thing. Right. And you be you you're like revered by people. So you kind of you want to do it and you don't. You know what I mean? Mm. You get into this like, I love this, but fuck, I got to fight. But I'm making money doing this. Yeah, yeah. My pe- people love me. I got all this this fame and whatnot. But it's a really. uh it's a tough, lonely game, you know, if you don't have, you know, a, a support group. And luckily, like for me, I had a decent support group, you know, with the wife and family and my in-laws. I had people around me that that helped me out. So it 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 kept me going and I had already committed to it. So I had to go full throttle because I'm not wasn't going to make no money no other way. Um, but I think for some of the guys that don't make it, you know, it's. It's like, who, who, who's uh, uh, to judge that, right? Like, they get, like Kevin Lee, for instance, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's championship material. He's fighting at a very high level. His last fight was fucking, I thought he killed a dude. I, I thought, I he, thought that he was, was one dead. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> I thought the dude was dead. Yeah, that head kick was Jesus amazing. Jesus Christ. And his, it was funny because when, when we were watching, because we all know, you know, he could he could wrestle. Yeah. So he had that really low stance. So I yeah. didn't expect him to throw that high kick. Man. It threw me off. Man. It was so impressive. And that kid that he was in there with was a pretty good wrestler, too. I think he was undefeated. Yes. And yeah. he's a good wrestler, high-level wrestler. And I think that was a reason why he went that route. Because you got a guy in there that both can wrestle. They're mm. expecting that. And this is MMA, man. So that's a, this is the beauty of MMA. You don't know how it's going to work. You know, you don't know what's going to come about, but all you know is you got two people in there and somebody's losing. He he had kicked the living shit. I saw his spirit come out the back of his head. Man, <laughs> I thought he was dead, bro. I legit thought this kid was dead. Because he was leaned up against the cage with his hands down like oh this. Oh, my God. He slumped him. <laughs> it was fantastic. I'm not going to lie. It was really fantastic. 
This podcast is brought to you by Skillshare. What is Skillshare, you ask? It is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. Skillshare offers classes designed for real life so you can learn the things you want at your pace based on your busy routine. I love it. I know a lot of people out there want to make films for fun or maybe even as a side hustle. There's a lot of classes that you could take that Skillshare offers that I know a lot of people would enjoy. There's even a course called Video on a Budget because a lot of people are broke and they just want to make film and even a course for iPhone filmmaking because everybody has a phone. I enjoy these classes very much. Explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash brain. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com slash brain. That's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at Skillshare.com slash brain. Because there's people like Kevin Lee and uh, I'm, I'm trying to see about somebody else who I really – I'm kind of sad that he's going to retire – well, retire from MMA was Khalil Roundtree. Yeah. Because after he fought Eric Anders and I saw what Tiger Muay Thai did for him uh-huh. and he was just eating up his legs with those low yeah. kicks. I thought, yo, he's he's transformed a lot and then he's just like, I'm done after this last fight. It's tough, man. I mean – and hopefully he got something else to fall back on. I'm thinking now – nowadays it seems like the fighters are a little bit more – into like diversifying what they do. You know, a lot of these kids are college educated now. It wasn't like that before. You know, guys yeah. are just, I just fucking fight. Yeah. You know, <laughs> now these dudes understand that it's a business. They understand that they have a, a draw or they can create this, this image online or whatnot to where they can market other things. Like when I was coming up, it was none of that, dude. Like you, you had fuck to, somebody up. You had to build your name <laughs> and you had to fight credible opponents that was the only way that you could really build yourself up was taking tough fights yeah um and that was kind of the route i went like i didn't have like the absolute most spectacular record but i was respected because if you looked at the opposition that i faced most of those guys people in my era they didn't want to fight those dudes well i was kind of shocked you actually fought at uh at 155 yes Yes. You out of your mind. <laughs> well, you I fought, you know, I'll tell you what, I fought at uh I fought at one hundred and forty three pounds. I fought I wasn't ranked number nine in the world at one forty five. When you when you I didn't know too that the the Mike Guyman knockout that you had yeah. was your last fight. That was it. That was your last that fight. That was my very last one. And man. you want to talk about killing somebody. Yeah. I thought you killed him. Yeah. You know no, that was I the, wanted to, but that was <laughs> that was my first Bellator fight I've ever seen. Oh, you were there. That's oh, why I remember shit. it. Oh, that's you cool. knocked the that's living cool. fucking shit out of him. It was a lot of emotion riding on that one, man. I had, um, you know, recently lost my mom before that oh, fight. Shit. And um, I was kind of, you know, I was just on one. I was in a little tailspin for a minute. So they reached out to me and was like, I needed something at the time. And they hit me up asking me if I wanted to fight here at home. And I was like, I'm, I'm with that, you know, yeah. and they, uh, they offered me Mike Guyman. I knew they were trying to build Mike Guyman up. And I thought, man, I'll dust Mike Guyman <laughs> off. dude. Like, let me, let me, let me get that one. So I actually had a three fight deal with them, but I told myself and I told my family, this would be the last one going into it. And I just walked away from the contract, um, on a win. And I just, I purely did that last fight just to kind of like, vindicate myself you know what i mean i just had to feel like i was on top one more time and my guy is a that big was dude it. he was like six one maybe no, he's like, a lot bigger than yeah, me. he's a big dude yeah it was a lot i was really uh i was a big underdog on that one man and he was kind of 
He was bumping his gum a little bit, you know, in interviews and stuff oh, like that. Was a that. little heat going into that it fight? It was a little bit, man. They tried to snake me on one interview where, you know, we're, we're talking on, on the interview or whatnot. And then, like, he's on the phone, too, while they're asking me questions about him and shit. You know, they're like, oh, by the way, Mike's on the phone now. I'm like, oh, oh they're trying to set some <laughs> shit up. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, I said it. You yeah. know, that's what I'm going to do. So um, it was a big win, man. It was a good fight. I was actually losing the fight. I lost the whole first round. Um, and we kind of knew that was going to be the case, that he was going to come out, go hard for a first round, and then he'd probably gas because of the weight cut. And um, Well, he kind of jumped in really awkward into your head. He did. And then he got cracked. He did. And then yeah. you just add a little extra, little sugar to that. <laughs> yeah, man. It, that was like that extra, like, I told you, bro. <laughs> what was he saying? What was he saying prior to you guys fighting? Um, you know, that I just never fought at that level. Oh. You know, he's been in the UFC. And I'm like, man, you know, I've, I've broken to the top 10. You know, I went and I've beat some very formidable opponents. And here, here's the thing about me, you know, win or lose, you're not going to fight me twice. I always tell people that. Like, you you could beat me, but I'll guarantee you, you won't say run it back. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was one of those guys, you know, and that was like, that retired him. That was it. I, uh, they actually put the, I was on the, the, the Netflix thing, came out called The Hurt Business. They were talking about that whole deal and that whole fight. And What was that, what was that documentary about? Uh, it was actually about the injuries in the sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, you yeah. would be highlighted. Yeah. I heard that fool's brain fluid leaked yeah, out of yeah. his head. Yeah, they they made me out to be a fucking villain. They didn't even call me and ask me about the shit. That was a cold part. Oh, really? They could have called and asked me. I could have told them that I felt terrible. Cause I did feel terrible. My family know. I felt of course, really nobody bad. feels great about that shit. Nah, yeah. I, you know, it, it, once it was over, I was like, fuck. You know, because yeah. he had to actually go to surgery from the arena. Like, we gotta oh, take you shit. in right now to go fix some shit. And um, once I saw the documentary, I thought, man, they really played me out to be the bad guy. Yeah. And didn't give me no chance to, like, talk about it and say how I felt because I did feel bad about it. And, you know, my family felt bad about it. They're like, hey, man, we don't want to see that happen to you. So I think you should retire. That was my mother-in-law. She said, I love this. Uh, she hated it at first, but she became one of my biggest fans. Yeah. She can't stand it at first. And um, after that fight, she said, I just don't want to see that shit happen to you. You know, I physically can't watch uh, a friend fight. It's it's hard. Uh -huh. So after I started, um, you know, just people start going to MMA and then like even watching like, like, so Andre Sukumtat, right? Like mm -hmm. after I, I met him in person, we started conversing with each other. After that, it was hard for me to watch him fight. Really? It, it's it's just my stomach starts to turn. Yeah. Like I get it. You get nerves. <laughs> I get nervous it's for them. Nerves. It's like I'm in the cage and I'm like, yeah. like when... Um, a buddy of mine, Ron Skulls, thing when I saw him first. I know fight. Ron. You know Ron. We fought Ron twice. Right? <laughs> hey Ron, we need that back. <laughs> so Ron hits like a fucking he semi fucking hits hard as hell. I'm not gonna lie, man. Uh, funny Ron story, man, because I know you know yeah. Ron, and uh, he fought our boy, uh, this kid Chris Fajardo, out okay. of our gym, right? Him and Ron in the ring, man, and Chris sets Ron down like sat him down. I'm like, hell yeah, we got him, dude. Yeah. They were like, you know, he had beat our guy before. So he knocks him down. Crowd goes crazy. Our guy runs over there to go finish the fight. Ron gets up, cracks our dude. Our guy goes down. It, it was just one of those <laughs> fucking fights, man. I was up high emotion. Like, oh, we got it. It was like, ah, then, ah. And then Ron finished it. But it was one of those spectacular 
fights, but he's a beast, man. I got I got to give it to him. Ron he, hits for so, a little guy. He hits hard. I think that's the thing that people don't expect out of yeah. him because he's a he's a smaller guy. But yeah. everybody says the same shit about him. Like yeah. he hits like a fucking he truck. Can hit. He which is <laughs> fucking insane that's like me i'm the same type of guy like i i can hit you know and that's what a lot of people don't want to run up on that because it's pretty crucial that yeah when 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 i saw when I'm just watching that fight like i feel like the uh the ufc has changed a lot in in terms of like damage that a fighter takes towards the end of the fight did you see that uh kutalaba fight recently i didn't so kutalaba his his fight got stopped over the dumbest thing ever he was kind of he was kind of rope doping a little bit just kind of a just just do He's pretending like he was dazed. Okay. Right? Yeah, they, playing around. Playing around and they stopped oh, really? the fight. Wow. Stopped the fight. I forgot who the fucking ref was. I know. I'm like, man, I hope I hope it wasn't my boy. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Herb Dean, is that yeah. Herb Dean? No. Okay. Herb Dean would never do that All shit. Right, yeah, Herb you know, Dean. He's one of the best refs in the game. Hell yeah. But it was literally the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I've never seen it like it's, I think it's becoming more and more like this where I think they're trying because the company's getting bigger, I think it's becomes it becomes a little more serious when people get more seriously hurt. Yeah. So he was just kind of like in and out. Yeah. But he got he got he got head kicked from what I remember. And then he got a little dazed. He was still on his feet, but he was still exchanging. Right. And then he, through the, there was a couple more head kicks, but he blocked all of them. A lot of these hits were missed. And then he was kind of just pretending a little bit, just throwing a little haymakers. And they just stopped the fight. And everybody was like, what the fuck like, just what's happened? going on? Yeah. yeah. It happens, man. I mean, at the end of the day, coaches tell the athletes, look, don't <clears throat> don't let them steal it from you. Mm. I tell the guys, if you're going to lose, go out on your sword. Uh, if you want to win, go win because that's what this is in the sport. Like then nobody's going to give it to you. You got two people in there, you know, fighting for the same thing. And in most cases, what people don't know about this sport is in terms of the money, let's just say, you know, you're getting paid uh, $50,000 to show up and fight. Then you're going to make another $50,000 if you win. So they mm. always dangle that little carrot in the front. So sometimes, you know, you get those guys that go in there and get after it because they're like, hey, if I lose here, that's a $50,000 loss. You, you, you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're still getting paid, but they always kind of have, they incentivize it. Like how do UFC do with the fight of the nights now and the knockout of the night? So they're trying to, make for action you know they're, they're they're really trying to push the action push the ko's push the submissions which i like you know um and 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 the ufc culture as opposed to like uh japanese mixed martial arts two complete different yeah different animals you know the 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 japanese scene they're a lot more into watching the technique and respect you don't hear people in the background talking about fuck him up and you know you don't hear that in in japanese i saw that in uh when i started watching uh one championship um, when people, when, when it was going to the ground, everybody's yeah. cheering their ass off yeah. because I, I feel like they're maybe they might be a little more educated in the sport so they, they could see what's happening. They respect it. Yeah. They just respect it. And they know what you're doing because a lot of the, a lot of the people, you know, overseas, this is just really, you know, interwoven. It's in the fibers of what they do over there. You know, when I fought in Japan, I'll never forget, you know, going there to fight and walking out, looking around. And in the front row, there was like six women. I swear to God, they looked like they had to be in their 90s. <laughs> and they were front row watching MMA. That's and crazy. I was really dumbfounded by that shit. I'm like, man, this is cool as hell. He's getting I, blood on them. They just It was hilarious. <laughs> I looked at Antonio like, you see this shit? Dude? Like, man, so... Every every culture is different when it comes to martial arts, and I think we're uh, 
we're driving it in terms of popularity and in terms of the Hollywood factor in the sport. But MMA is worldwide, man. I've, I've, I've been all over to see it and it's, it's huge. You know, we just, we just made it Hollywood. How did you, how did you feel like when you decide to step away from fighting, especially after such a huge win like that? I, I feel like there's a lot of fighters that I see on you on the UFC. They they say that they're going to retire, then they get that huge win, and they're like, "I ain't done yet." Yeah, <laughs> I was on that for a minute. Um, I thought about it, and then you know the 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 business part kicked in, and then it was like, "All right, do I still want to like go back to dieting and shit? Do I want to?" live that life. It was pretty heavy, you know, for me to like maintain being in shape. You know, I like to eat. I like to enjoy beer. Like yeah. I like to be me and I've done it so long. I was over the whole, uh, you're a different person when you're a fighter. I think like, you know, you don't really like to be bothered. I would come home sometimes. I want to be bothered. You just kind of edgy all the time. Mm. Um, and then you just banged up, you know, you go through the, the, the you know repetitive like my back hurts my shoulders hurt now this is hurt and I just was kind of tired of that and I think you know uh, more so I uh, I felt validated already you know what I mean I felt like what else am I going to prove if I don't make a run to be a champion right now I'm just going to be a journeyman type guy that you know, I'm not going to gain nothing over beating some guys, unless it was the right fight, maybe. But I didn't really have much more to gain. Nobody could take away any of the career that I've had. Nobody could say that I was not a legit fighter. You know, like yeah. I had all those accolades that allowed me to do what I'm doing now without any questions. So I felt like let some of the youngsters get in there and do it. Let me be kind of like a mentor to them. Um and 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 train other kids to come up, you know, like I trained Nick and Heinrich and all those guys. Like I mentored them from young. Man, I probably met Nick at eighteen, Heinrich at eighteen. Damn. You know, they were young boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I really I, homeless as fuck lately. Man, he just shaved that goddamn beard. Oh Heinrich. my god! No, I think did he clean it up? I don't know if he's cleaned. <laughs> I don't up need to clean not. that shit up, man. Yeah, we. <laughs> I love that guy, Poppy Chula, right there. You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, man, but it's I feel I fell into this role and 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 it feels good. Like I do like it. And the thing that I get to do now is I get to beat up on them and they can't complain. You know what I mean? <laughs> like here it is, the old retired coach out of shape, still in here kicking your ass, and you can't really complain about it at all. You know, so I'm I'm alright with that. This podcast is brought to you by Fiverr. Shall we talk about finding freelance talent for your business or project? It can be hard and time consuming, but thanks to Fiverr, it doesn't have to be a struggle. What kind of service can you find on Fiverr? I don't know. Copywriting, web programming, film editing. Graphic design. There's so much more because it's a freelance jungle out there. And Fiverr will help you navigate through it. It is that easy to find someone and get what you need. I have used Fiverr to help me find graphic designers for album art, even help develop menu designs for my business ventures. It's so easy and straightforward. A David So can do it. Now take five and check out fiverr.com and you will receive 10% off your first order by using my code GB. It's so easy. Don't waste any more time and get the service you deserve by going to F-I-V-E-R-R.com code GB. Fiverr, it starts here. Did you um did you ever feel like you you really wanted like a championship belt around your waist? Was that was that a huge goal of mine when you were fighting? 
You know what, man? The funny thing is, if it came about, I was okay with it. But it never was really like my ultimate goal. Like I was just trying to eat, man. Honestly, I was trying to eat, um, take care of my kids. I got two kids, you know. So we were trying to build a family, and and to pay for a family through fighting was tough as shit. Mm. So I was more or less just trying to stay busy, um, you know, make sure that I stay consistent with fighting, you know, and. Uh, one good company that that helped me out was when I fought for the International Fight League. When I fought for this league, which is kind of like um, what's the other team one out? PFL. PFL, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's like it was like the PFL before the PFL even happened. This was in 07, 08, I think it was. Um, and they paid us a salary monthly. You know, they took care of us. So we had to, we went and they got a sponsor. So it was really like a good good deal for me and. I was eating. I was eating. I was taking care of myself. Uh, and I didn't really care about the belts. I just was a fighter. And I was like, oh, you want me to fight him? Okay, cool. He thinks he can, <laughs> he think he can beat me? Okay, line it up, you know. Um, once I broke into the top 10, I, I kind of thought like, man, I'm in the top 10 right now. Maybe I can, you know, do a little more. And I took a tough-ass fight right after I got into the top 10. I, you know, I beat a... I fought uh, Takashi Inoue, who was ranked number two in the world at oh, the shit. time. Okay, I beat him. He was ranked right under Uriah Faber. They was trying to make that fight at the time. Uh, how'd you beat Inoue? Uh, I choked him out. Oh shit! Yeah, I choked him out. And um, right after I beat Takashi Inoue, I probably fought. I fought uh, Mark Hominick. Maybe. Uh, I don't know, five months after that, you know, and that was a really tough fight when they did that big affliction show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here yeah. Here yeah. at the Honda center. Mm -hmm. And I lost that fight. So then I was kind of like in a little tailspin, like, I don't know if I want to do it or not. And, you know, but yeah, I never, it never really, you know, really like won me over trying to be a champion. Do you think that's an, an important factor for somebody to be successful in fighting is for them to actually go for the belt or because I feel like, I wonder what the what the driving force is for a, a lot of people, right? Just because now that 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 belt comes with a lot of things, now it's not just the belt; it's like sponsorships, it's right. big money, it's, right? It's it's everything, it's legacy. You yeah, know? I think looking at it now, now that I look at look back at it, um, I probably wouldn't have made some of the decisions that I made in the sport, and probably could have aligned myself a little better. Um, you know, for instance, I think my second fight as a professional i fought against chris lytle who mm -hmm. was you know i think like 25 and 2 at the time yeah. you know you know what i mean but me you know i'll come from the neighborhood i was down to fight whoever you <laughs> yeah. fucking put in front of me and um i took fights like that you know fights that i thought i could win and i could have because i've always i was always one punch away from being a champion you know like yeah. i land one shot that that's what it was going to be. So looking back at it, yeah, maybe I could have structured it a little bit different, but then at the same time, you know, champions come and go and sometimes they're just not the best champions. And I think in my era, I might not have been the best champion. You know, some <laughs> people are, uh, they're just not ready for it. You mm -hmm. know, they're not ready for it. You look at like a John Jones, some people aren't ready for that limelight hitting pregnant women and the coke and shit like that some yeah. people are not ready for it you know and uh me i was more of a like i just i it took care of me so i respected it because it allowed me to not put on a suit and tie 
Yeah. You know, and um, as long as I can do that, I, I was cool. That's interesting because sometimes like I, I watch a sport and I'm I'm kind of curious to see where it's going to go because it's starting to become more and more like WWE, which I, I, I kind of don't like. Yeah. It's, I mean, there. I mean, Dana White's doing a good job of creating like these super fights, which is really cool. Like this coming upcoming weekend, where we have uh, Zhang with the the. I fucking love her. She's a beast. I can't. I don't know her name fully, but she's a shit. I should know her name, but <laughs> I, 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 I keep fucking it up. Though hey, I don't she's want, a shit, though. I think she's gonna whoop Johanna's ass. That's what I think. I think. I think Joanna's just on the she's on the down end right now. She's, she's on the down been, end. I mean, she's been kickboxing for how many years? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's, even though she's. I mean, she's been in MMA for a few years, but she's been kickboxing way a long than time. That. Yes. So she's taking a lot of damage over the years, you know? I'm curious about this fight. And I'm curious about the Romero fight, you know, in Asudania. I think Asudania, okay, case in point. We got Asudania right now who's like, oh, I'm renting Porsches for every day of the, my training camp. I'm <laughs> pulling up in a new car and I'm doing this and that. And I get it. Part of that's cool. But then you got a kid like, Yo, Romero, I don't know if you know his story or not, but you know, yo, Romero was one of those kids. Cuban wrestler. Yeah, like you're going to be a wrestler and we're going to send you to wrestling camp when you're nine and don't come back until you're a champion. That's insane. And literally, like, that's the story there. You know, like they sent him away to a camp. Like he lived there till he was, you know, he was a world champion. Don't come home. <laughs> like, if, if people don't know who Yo Romero, they, I mean, his nickname is Soldier of God, but this man has no fucking neck. Hey. He has no fucking neck. He's an animal. I've never seen somebody get head kicked like six times and then he's fine. Yeah. No, this is this is a good fight. Uh, 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 I'll say this. If Yo Romero doesn't get knocked out in the first two rounds, uh, he can win the fight. If... It doesn't go past three mm. because yo Romero, we all know, yo Romero got a lot of muscle on him, and that shit requires some cardio. Yes, and he's notorious for for you know gassing to some extent. So it's crazy because I saw you know with the Robert Whitaker fight, I was surprised he got knocked out. Yep. with a clean shot right to the chin, and you know that last fight, I thought Robert Whitaker fucking. Uh, did not win that fight. I thought Yoel had it when it was Yoel. Yeah. Like, I, I was yeah. kind of shocked. Yeah. So, you know, to see Robert Whitaker get knocked out like that, I wonder if that's going to, I don't see Yoel remember ever getting knocked out. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be, a, it's going to be a good fight, man. I mean, I like Asadena. I remember when I was, uh, before he even went to the UFC, um, I was in Australia and a buddy of mine was telling me about him, showing me videos of this guy. Yeah, days, yeah, and I was like, man, this dude right here, bro, is fucking... And then he just started making that run, you know? And it, and nowadays, if you can string up 10 wins, you're something special. You, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, you're special. You're talking about title contention now, you know? And for me, it wasn't like that. You had to, you had to beat who's who. You had to, like, you know, have some illustrious record to even get into the UFC. Mm-hmm. Now I see guys getting into the UFC with seven fights. Yeesh. Total, you know, like, oh, you got seven fights to your name as a professional, and three of those fights might have been at like Gladiator Challenge, you know what <laughs> I mean? Where they pulling dudes out the fucking seats to yeah. fight, and now you in the UFC. So the game is weird. Um, there's some killers out there. I, I do know that there's good guys that come from good camps, but then there's a lot of fluff. Mm. There's a lot of fluff out there, you know, and some of them don't make it to the UFC, some do. They'll get their one shot 
and um and then that's that man I, I get kind of shocked when i see ufc fighters go from they go to ufc to bellator mm-hmm. and then they start getting belts it's like what the fuck is going on like is is the ufc caliber that fucking high like i i because I, I mean we have people like like douglas lima i mean right. he's, a, he's just a beast i okay. think you, you put him in the ufc right we'll see what's up absolutely <laughs> you, know? you put douglas lima in the ufc <laughs> I mean, shit, if you bring, I mean, give Paul Daly another chance. You, oh, man. You, you know I what wish, I mean? <laughs> that shit was so dumb, dude. Give they, Paul Daly a chance, man. Like, he's a good athlete. Like, you gave Tito a chance multiple after they yeah. had beef and shit, you know? So, Paul Daly wasn't pulling no numbers, probably. So, and he had one little incident that I thought, in the heat of the moment, this is the fight business, dude. Like, shit's going to happen. Because Paul Daly, what what he he punched? Uh, it was after the bell. He punched. Uh, what's his face? I think it was Koscheck, right? Ka- blanket Koscheck. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Lay and pray Koscheck. You know <laughs> yeah. And you know Koscheck was doing the whole fake, you know, faking his injury type oh, of shit, which he on. did a couple of times. He was terrible. I hated him. <laughs> he annoyed the shit out of me. He was in the first season Jesus. of The Ultimate Fighter, right? Yes. And I did not like him on that show. Yeah, he was the worst. And you know, I think a lot of people were upset because he would just lay on people the yeah. whole time. That's all he did. Which you know, wrestling is fine, but you got to do something. I mean, it's MMA. Let's at least throw a punch. To wrestle, you yeah. know what I mean. He would just come straight for the wrestle. Like, come on, dude. And then afterwards, when he when he faked, he did that a couple times actually. And I was like, I got no respect for this nah. guy anymore. Come on, man. And, and Paul Daly, I like Paul Daly is a killer. Well, he I, got that Nyquil in his hand. That's why, <laughs> man. He is a killer, man. I really, he's one of my favorite guys. Paul Daly, I, I love. I think he would have. I, I wish he was able to still stay in the UFC, but they just kicked him out like that, and I thought that was a waste. I, but you know what? I think um, what the UFC does well is. They know how to pick fights. They know how to match the right people together. If they don't like you, for instance, okay, mm-hmm. let's say you get, you come from Bellator or you come from one F, you know, one FC, and you're you're whatever you are there, and they don't like you, they will purposely bring you to the UFC just to see you get beat up. Oh, case in point, Ben. Askren. Yes, <laughs> Ben Askren. Okay, Dana White fucking hated him, mm. but he signed him. You want to know why? Because he wanted the world to see him almost die in the ring, you know? So, hey, it's 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 a business, and, and styles make fights, and if you put the right people together, you get certain fights. So I'm curious about this Romero thing. You know, this mm. is a styles make fights type of match. So if one person can implement his game, we got one thing, and then if Romero can implement his game, we got another. The um, the the truth of it, what I think is going to happen is Romero, although I feel he can beat this fight, I think he's going to get sucked up into trying to strike with Asadena and get put down. Mm. If he doesn't, because I know uh, Asadena doesn't have the best wrestling. That's not been his thing. He's a striker by trade. And I think he's only been taken down like once, though. Once I, or twice. Right, because he has good movement. He has yeah. great movement. You know, he he he. But I mean, you know. He is going to be in there with Yo Romero, who I think is a different, different beast. That's a different animal in terms of takedown. You know, I know he fought Whitaker. I knew Anderson Silva wasn't about to take him down and all the other guys, yeah. you know. So if we had somebody that we could consider a formidable opponent in terms of taking him down, I think Yo Romero is going to do that. If Adesanya takes down 
Yoel Romero. Like, I think that kind of solidifies his like validity, right? Absolutely. Because I mean, one hundred percent. It's just like he he's fighting like the he wants top people too, which is what I really appreciate about yeah. him. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't duck fights. He goes, well, I'll fight you, but you can't. I'm not just gonna do it at a drop of a hat. Like, right? Like, let's set this shit up. Set it I'm up. Gonna get a training camp. I'm gonna fuck you up. Promote it. <laughs> you know, get the little UFC embedded. You know, do the whole little. The little hype show. Because he knows who he wants. He wants, he wants, uh, after Romero, he wants to go against Paulo Costa. Okay. Which that motherfucker, if he's not on gear or roids at all, I don't know what the fuck is in the water. Because yeah, he's a, he is an animal. He don't look human at all. Yeah. You know, man, the sport has evolved, though. Honestly, the sport, just like any other sport, you look at, you know, uh, athletes, you look at bodybuilders back in the day, you look at them now, you look at the sport itself. You know, we had BMX. Now we got X game. You had boxing, you know, and wrestling. Now we got MMA. So the sports just progress. And then you got kids that are younger and younger that are setting out to do this as a profession. So when you get that, you got these crazy ass parents that are elitist. You know, I'm going to put my son to go train in this. He's going to wrestle. We're going to just take him out of school and homeschool him. Like, I know parents that do that wow. with kids. Like, we're going to take our kids out of school because they're going to be jujitsu champions. And I'm like, man, you just really, you know, uh, are structuring your kid's life. I was almost one of them. I was trying to do that with my son. You yeah. know, like, you're going to be a boxer. We're just <laughs> going to go on this run. And it wasn't really what he wanted to do. But I had it in my eyes. This is what you're going to do. So these kids now physically they're tougher they're getting high level training that has evolved over the years you know whether it be wrestling jujitsu muay thai you know done with the days of the like courage and respect honor karate gym these kids is in here like bro i'll fuck you up man we're not (laughs) we're not playing that no more so that the game's changed like i'm curious to see where this sport would be at in the next 15 years like where what type of athletes are going to be out there i mean the athletes that, that are point. out right now just blow my fucking mind too just somebody like like mighty mouse like he he doesn't make any sense at all i mean where's the hole in his game right like, right, what, right what hole right. does he have in his fucking game right when he when he got traded off to one of i was sad <laughs> I was, but you know what i thought that was the place for him this is a better look for i mean they have they have more people in his weight class that he it's could a just, better yes yeah, a way better look for him and they're giving him some trouble over there too and it's not easy are. fights no those dudes are tough out there bro <laughs> not easy fights you got all these kids coming from thailand you know you got some real strikers in one fc um you know, uh, we just had a guy that he 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 lost, unfortunately. You know, one of our boys, he kind of reps the gym a little bit. Uh, this kid, Mustafa, he fought against Akiyama. I don't know if you saw oh, that one or not. I, I didn't see him, but I know Akiyama. <laughs> yeah, you know Akiyama. Yeah. yeah, he was whipping on Akiyama's ass for a second. And then, uh, yeah, Akiyama called in the Scud missile. <laughs> <laughs> it was night-night, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, though. That it, it could always change in a fight. Like, you you never know. That's why, like, I think, like, betting on MMA fights are one of the scariest things. Hell, ever. yeah, it is. Because you don't it's fucking crazy. know what's going to yeah, happen. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. And it's the, uh, it's it's so sporadic. You know, you can slip on a banana peel and that's the end of your that's People the end thought of your that fight. fucking uh, Masvidal was going to get wrestled to the floor by fucking Askren. And he knocked his I ass out. That. I'm not going to lie. I was one of those people. I was like, man, why did you put him in here with Ben Askren? 
And uh, man, when he went over there and just... When I saw the uh, Robbie Lawler fight between Askren and I arguably thought that he was knocked out and I thought they were just going to call the fight. I was mad at that one. I was a little I upset. Ain't gonna lie. I My boy refereed that one. <laughs> he was knocked out. I was like, how come... Call this. Yeah, I thought they were going to stop that one. Yeah. Honestly. And then when I was like, I, I got so upset because I was like, that's not an L on Robbie Lawler. That's though. not an L. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I thought they should have fought again. For sure. But I you was, know... Ashman don't want that shit. He didn't want that smoke. No, <laughs> he, he didn't know. He, he did want not want shit. that smoke again. Like I said, you know, you may win, but you're not gonna fight me again. Exactly. You know that's 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 what Robbie Lawler that is. That was it. You know who you know your fighting style actually kind of reminds me of Jeremy Stevens. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Jeremy Stevens. I trained with him a little bit too, man. That's my boy. Like pe- people always look at Jeremy Stevens and they say like he doesn't have the best fighting record, right. but I guarantee you he gets asses in seats because oh. I want to see him fight every time. He's he comes to, he goes. His he, last fight was great too. And that fucking dude goes, man. He scares the shit out of me, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the the funny thing about Jeremy Steve, he's one of the coolest fucking dudes, man. Like really? cool. Like sit down and chop it up with you, man. Ask him about the fam. Just cool. Wanna buy your lunch. Like, cool dude, man. You wouldn't think he is such a killer like he is. Like you would just think he's that dude, right? Like, oh man, don't talk to him. Don't. Don't do that with Jeremy Stevens. He's like way cool though. I would never see that because when he's in that cage, he looks like a serial killer. Yeah, no, like, he's crazy as shit. Yeah, when he when he fought, even when he fought Aldo and he lost because of that body shot, he was doing well. Yes. He was he was piecing up yes. Aldo pretty hard. He really was. And it was just that. First of all, Aldo's hands are the size of my face. Oh, why the fuck is his hand so? He looks like Mickey Mouse. Hey, he looked pretty damn good his last fight too. I gotta say, I didn't think he lost that one too. I was yeah, upset. I was upset. I don't I think a upset. single person was happy with that. I, I was like, upset. There's been a lot of fucking weird calls. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand what's going on in the UFC right now. Well, you know, it depends on where you fight. Um, you know, when you go to, like, Texas, for instance, you know, you got boxing refs that are doing MMA. And a lot of these dudes don't like MMA. I remember fighting in Texas, hearing them say, man, how come they on the ground so long? How come? How come they're doing this? Why are they always wrestling? Why don't they just get up and fight? You know? Oh, really? It's crazy, man. So it's not, and these dudes are like, they don't leave from the commission, man, until they retire or, or die or some shit. Like a yeah, lot of yeah. these guys are long time. Like, you know, we still got Gene LaBelle, you know, we still got Gene LaBelle judging fights. <laughs> Gene LaBelle is I love Gene fucking... LaBelle to death. I My love him is... to death. But you can't be judging no more fights. Can he even see? How old is he, man? He's you like, can't judge fights. Just come sign like, some sign some autographs. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Check the check yeah. the gloves. Just do something else. Yeah. Be a part of the sport, but don't you can't make a break. Cause some of these guys are really not necessarily damaging their careers, but like you may be on your way and you get a bad call and then you don't get that title shot because you lost a fight due to something. So you gotta go backwards. Yeah, you gotta have competent Refs for one, judges one hundred percent. Did you watch that uh, that Wilder fight though with the uh, with Mister Tyson Fury? Oh my god, yeah, I did, man. That was uh, that was hard to watch for me. <laughs> you you were rooting for Wilder, huh? That was. I mean, I like them both. I'm not gonna lie. I, I like Tyson Fury. Uh, I think he's good for the sport. You know what I mean? He's a proper dude. You know, proper Englishman. <laughs> you know, he looked like a. You know what I mean? He. He's not the typical, like, prototype fighter, but he can thump, dude, and I'm okay with that, you know? And Wilder is, um, 
you know, he's rash. He 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 has that man. little edge. Yeah, yeah, till this day. <laughs> till this day. Till I love day. that about him, you know, and he's a killer. I mean, you've seen his record. He, every, 40 KOs. Every fight by KO. That's KO. Crazy. Like, who has that kind of record? You Insane. Know? So I, I, I was a little surprised by the fight. And then, you know, all the hype afterwards, all the the conspiracy theories that are out. So now they're talking about um, Tyson's gloves. You know, I don't know if you've seen that one. They were saying, "Oh, that was from the first match, though, right?" I no, thought they said in both that somebody oh, that, else that he was throwing that flicker jab with the loose glove, saying that the padding was out or some shit. It's always something, you know. And then, of course, Wilder talking about. I actually agree with Wilder on the fucking transformer suit. Yeah, what the fuck was what that? What the about? fuck was he doing, dude? I'm like, you didn't, man. It was terrible. Well, I thought it was. I mean, first of all, I, I'm, well, I heard about this from somebody else, but they said that on the Joe Rogan podcast, he says that he trains with the 45 pound vest, and it's, really? and, and it feels like nothing to him. Oh, no, so he was lying like. <laughs> So when he said that, it's like, yo, you already put it out publicly that 45 pounds is nothing. nothing. It's, it's like a grain of rice. Yeah, and nah. so you got that shit, and then you come out looking like, I don't know, bejeweled Black I don't know Panther. what he was doing. I don't know what the hell he was doing. I was mad at him, bro. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is when I see fighters do that? It's like, yo, just wait till you lose, and that fucking suit look mad goofy. Exactly. <laughs> so so when I, walk, when I watched the walkout, I thought, man. Tyson is being carried to the ring. He's not wasting a fucking drop of energy. Smart. Smart man. I say he's just floating to the ring right now. <laughs> and then I watch this jackass walk out with his suit on, dude. And I'm going, man, what is this suit you wearing? You know, and I didn't know if it was heavy or what. Damn near 50 pounds. But Tyson's in the ring this whole time, chilling, loosening up, getting ready, talking to his coaches, getting instruction. You know what I mean? He's already kind of doing his little ring walk. And, you know, Wilder just had to jump in, unsuit, let's go. No, and that's what we got. That's, that's what we got. I mean, what was his coaches thinking, though? I mean, I, I, I think about that because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about the coaching side, but I feel like if I was in somebody's corner and I said, hey, get that fucking suit off, <laughs> you know, it's 50 <laughs> fucking pounds and warm up properly because this is about to be the fight of your life. You're fighting for to defend your belt. I'll tell you what, if I was his coach, he wouldn't have wore that shit, period. Yeah. I would have been like, cut all the gimmicks. You, you're the champion. Okay. You haven't lost. Don't just go in there and do your job. That's it. Like, fuck the little hype show. Like, I know he does it every fight, but like, be like Mike Tyson, man. Mike Tyson used to walk out with the towel over his head, man, ready to kill somebody. Mike Tyson was, I mean, I, because I, I wasn't into boxing at the time. So everything I've seen of Tyson was after he retired. Oh, my so God. I, I didn't get to live a lot of his fights. I lived that, man. It was such a great time. And then sometime it wasn't because it was only like 40 seconds and we had a house full of people and shit. <laughs> yeah, I heard people go. I forgot which which man. which fight it was, but it was like a 10-second fight. And oh people were God. pissed because they paid pissed. so much money. <laughs> pissed. But what did you expect from Tyson? Tyson was going to knock people out. I think what I loved about Tyson from what I, when I saw later on was because when I watch people like Wilder and even Wilder, he's a, he's a knockout artist, right? Right. But sometimes I don't like watching him box because his shit's ugly as fuck. It's ugly as <laughs> hell. I got to agree. His shit is trash. <laughs> but the, his <laughs> he lands one, it's over. But Exactly. And that's what yeah. he's really counting on because he has that really quick one too. And so when, when I see it up until the point before he knocks somebody out, it's very unentertaining because I'm not seeing any art to it, right? right? No art. But you It's see, not like when you see Lomachenko fight, woo! right? You see Lomachenko fight, you're excited. You're like, okay, this is good. Yeah. 
This is uh, another good boxer that I like. That He just took a loss to this kid. I forgot his name. But I wanted to see him fight Lomachenko. And there's this kid named Tevin Farmer. Oh, I, Wait, Tevin Farmer, who, who'd he fight? Uh, he I can't remember the kid's name, but I heard he lost a decision to oh. a local kid, some kid from like Whittier or something like that. And, um, man, I can't remember his fucking name. But Tevin Farmer was as another one of my favorite boxers because like, yeah. he has that slickness about him. He reminds me of like a Pernell Whitaker, mm. you know, just has that game. And I wanted to see him either fight uh, uh, Lomachenko or like a Gravante Ooh. Davis. I wanted to see those matchups, but he lost. So, you know, now he's going to have to work his way back up the ladder, you know. And you also fights. got people like Devin Haney that's coming up too. And De- Devin Haney's interesting, man. Yes. Like, how I describe Devin Haney from what I've seen, like just from like, I've seen like maybe three of his fights. He remind he has that, that Mayweather defense, yep. but, he, but he hits like a Russian dude. But he hits. Yeah. <laughs> like a Russian guy. Yeah. No, he can put you down. Yeah. At 100%. So there's there's some good fights out there, man. And boxing is starting to come around the corner. Um, MMA, to me, you know, I think is the pinnacle of fight sport because you see it all. You see the wrestling. You see the the ground and pound. But if you wanted to... Well, leg kicks just open up everything. Complete different guys. You got got four limbs to worry about. (laughs) You know, that's the hard part. And the thing that's tougher than both of those, and a lot of people... Um, don't realize this, and that's kickboxing. Kickboxing is tougher than MMA. Kickboxing is a more brutal sport than MMA is. Like, I enjoy MMA, but we have our outs. Yeah. You know, we have our, like, oh, man, he's kicking my ass. I'm going to take him down. (laughs) Hold him down a little bit. I'm about to do the Josh Koss check on this dude. (laughs) You, You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to. And that's part of MMA. Yeah. Kickboxing you're going to take that fade, bro. Like you're going to take that fade. You're tired. They're not going to, they're not going to, you know, they don't just stop the fights. You get put down, then they stop the fight. So, and I've noticed, uh, I've been in uh, Europe watching kickboxing in like Eastern Europe. Some of these other countries, they can't stand MMA. They, they really don't like MMA. I went out to, I was in Romania for some kickboxing and uh, they found out that we were MMA guys. And they're like, oh, you know, they kind of laughed at us. Like, MMA guys, uh, you guys aren't tough. And I was like, damn, they just kind of like sh- shitting on our shit, you know? And I watched the fights, and I'm going, damn. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would want to stay in there and take that type of an ass whooping without having any options. That's because it's like that Dutch kickboxing style, too. Like, Dutch exactly. kick, when they spar, it's like, you would have thought the guy raped his mother. Or yeah, something. it's yeah, like, yeah, bro, yeah. that's your friend. It's not like Muay Thai. <laughs> it's, it's like, like it's a different ball game. Dutch kickboxing is a different ball game. That's kind of like my style of kickboxing that I like. And it's go, it's go. It's no elbows or nothing. It's like we're gonna punch, kick, and knee. It's it's insane. When I saw how hard they spar, man, that, that was something else. And that's just drilling, really. You know, like back and forth, full power kicks, full power punches. You know, especially the guys from like uh, Mike's gym. I don't know if you heard of Mike's gym. Mm-hmm. That's a gym out in, you know, uh, they're out in uh, Amsterdam. And those dudes are killers, man. Like their careers aren't real long because, you know, they beat the shit out of each other yeah. and practice all the time. But when it comes to intensity and and just turnover, you know, these dudes, man, they, they're the best at it. If you If you were to give like advice to somebody who wanted to start fighting, 
because I think there's a lot of people who are interested in fighting, right? But I, I feel like a lot of the times people don't know what it takes to be an actual fighter because it's really glorified, right? And we, we see a lot of people who who are now doing the whole, you know, the flashy shit, right? You got your Colby Covington, mm-hmm. you know, even Adesanya, he's, mm-hmm. he's very flashy with the shit, but he has the pedigree to back it up. Right. I guess like what would be your advice to somebody who who wants to be a pro fighter? Like what would they start? What would they do? Well, I honestly think in today's era of fighting where we're at now fighters are already being groomed young you got kids that are going from like sage northcutt yeah exactly like they're they're jujitsu kids or they're kids like sage that might have came up doing karate or whatever it may be um they're doing wrestling in high school they're doing wrestling in college and then they start figuring okay what am i going to do after college uh try MMA or try some sort of fighting. I think gone are the days of I'm tired of working this nine to five. I think I'm going to give this MMA thing a try unless you are a fucking phenom of an athlete, meaning Angela Hill or something like that. You got to, yeah, you have to be on a level, you know, and you have to have this um, athleticism. And I think it's different for women. I think the door is still open for women to just, say, hey, I want to be a fighter, and they may be able to put five years into training and may be able to make a run. But I think on the male side of it, if you're not a kid that has some sort of aspiration to be a fighter, it's going to be hard-pressed for you to make it far. So, you know, I say, depending on how far you want to go, you may be like a lower-level fighter. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to crush nobody's dreams or nothing. It's just kind of put the perspective in there. Yeah, just to put it on what level you want to do it at. You know, and for me, you know, I I got a lot of people that come into the gym that want to fight, and I always tell myself I am not the one to deny anybody from their goal of fighting. So I'm realistic with them right out the gate. Uh... Case in point, Heinrich. I remember Heinrich came to me at 18 years old and said, hey, I want to be a pro fighter. No experience. I said, you know what? Honestly, man, it's probably going to be about five years, five, six years before you get a check for fighting. Jesus. He said he was with it. You know, that's why I love him to death. He was with it. He took all the bumps and bruises, all the training. You know, he was uh, really good as an amateur. He fought for like a state championship. You know, we went in there and he got fucking head kicked in 30 seconds and we lost that. You Damn. Know? We were driving back home from San Jose. It was okay, though. You know, <laughs> funny, funny story. You know, it was a crazy story uh, that that fight. These dudes were young and I had my own room and shit. So I'm kind of chilling like, man, you know, you need to be resting, man. Get some rest. I go over there. These dudes in there. He wasn't, but they in there partying and shit, got a bong and shit in God here. Damn. I'm like, man, you know this dude fighting for a title tomorrow? Yeah. These guys are all partying. He's trying to sleep. So I had to go get him out of his room, bring him in there with me, man. And, you know, and, and he lost the fight. But he had that drive to say, win or lose, I'm going to play the game. Yeah, And not everybody has that. You know, not everybody has that ability to show up after you lose, like everybody's cool when they win. You see the dude that win in the gym next day, right? Pull up. He's good. He's getting all his little. That, honestly, that'd probably be me. Like if I get I'm one quitting. win, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm an undefeated fighter. Exactly. Right now I have no fights. I'm undefeated. Un- undefeated. You know, <laughs> professional. 
but it's it's hard, man. Like I went through that. You know, I would lose fights, and people would be like, "Oh man, you lost. How'd you lose to him?" Or you know, people are, they're hear, huh? shitty. Yeah, man, they're real shitty. You know, I've had my own family like that. Like, how'd you lose? And you know, and and you got you let him beat you. I had a dude tell me, "Hey, man, I lost money on you." I said, "Really? Oh, okay. Shit. I got my ass beat. Thanks a lot." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should have told me what you, who you're betting for. You know, so, like what the fuck? Kind of, what kind of question is that? Like, come on. Is that criticism kind of hard to take when you're a fighter? Is it? Is that? Nah, I mean, it's like anything now. You know, like everybody got an opinion. Everybody got an opinion. Everybody feels like you should have, would have, or you should have did this, or it's always the armchair quarterback. Like, it's always somebody that has something to say. Because I'm not a fighter. I get annoyed about that shit. It's like, you, you know, like just training a little bit, and then somebody's like, hey, try this. It's like, why don't you come in and show me? Right. <laughs> you know? But you respect it, though. See, I mean, I've watched you start it. I've watched you come in. I watched you when you were just starting out yeah, on you it. you literally saw me at the beginning. At the beginning. beginning, you know. But I also, what I will say I've seen you do as I've seen you continue to try to get better like i seen you yep. work on your own uh like i was sending you messages like hey man do this or that you know because i was seeing you trying to eat you know yeah. so i'm like man we got to feed this dude because it helped out a lot though <laughs> i was like got it Boop. well i mean i knew you were a lefty that switched yeah you, you know what i mean like i was like oh that's cool he went he went righty and i think that's cool it's worked out better for you yeah. you know down the line so people just got to you just got to push those and, and feed people that want to do it. And I respect the fact that you're doing it because for one, a lot of people just say they do it yeah, to a certain extent, but they never really are willing to like, not, I'm not saying go be a fighter, but you've put on gloves, you've sparred, you've been hit, you've, you've done it. You know, yeah. you take the bumps and bruises and you keep doing it as a hobbyist. Now, when you say, Hey, I want to make that transition. Then we lay out a whole different game plan. <laughs> yeah. You got a whole different style of training. You got a whole different group of people you're probably training with because now it becomes we're trying to prepare you not only to win a fight, we're ultimately training you to not get hurt. And that's mm. the part that people miss. They always think it's about the winning the fight. I'm like, the win comes from the work, but what you're trying to do is avoid getting hurt. Because I've seen many very bad injuries that people don't see in the game, you know? Yeah. And that's the part of it that, you know, you don't want to you don't want to wake up Monday like, man, this happened to me, and I got my arm broke. I've seen dudes get their jaws broke, arm broke, orbitals broke, you yeah. know, it's multiple fractures, and <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's it's a... Uh, it's a tough game and, you know, it's glorified, but it's really brutal. And I think not everybody should do it just because they feel, you know, they woke up one Monday thinking it's cool to do. I think it's very smart to kind of put that into perspective for people, too, because, you know, just to go back to that advice part, it's like I think when people want to be a pro fighter, they don't understand the scope of what it is to be a pro fighter. They don't understand how difficult it is. One of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do like kickboxing and Muay Thai was because I kind of I wanted to understand the sport a little more right and it actually made watching the UFC a lot more fun because absolutely I could, I could see you shit know now. what's going on yeah because yeah. before I'm just like I didn't know what was going on and I'm right. just waiting for a knockout right but now I see hand traps I see setups yeah, you see setups yeah you yeah. see head move you see like oh, okay I think this round he's gonna try this you know yeah. You appreciate it more. Yeah, I just didn't want to be like a Stephen A. Smith, you know? <laughs> he's oh, my God. Oh. Where he's like fucking punching dicks. And, hey. uh, <laughs> Man, he pissed me off with that. 
he pissed everybody off. Oh my he god. He wouldn't apologize either. It's like, yo, when you don't know shit, just say you don't know shit. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to say you don't know it. He called Donald Cerrone a quitter. I was like, I've never heard anybody say that. Oh my Cerrone. god, I was mad, dude. I like you cannot come in here with that. A hundred percent. It, it was so odd because I was like, y- you literally sound like you've never watched the UFC ever. Cause Man, I was pissed off at him. I was I was on some like, if I ever see him, I'm going to be on TMZ. <laughs> I'm about to run up on his ass. <laughs> just and let him you know. You know what? He just didn't get it either because, you know, Conor McGregor came at him and said, you should apologize for that shit. Yeah. And even Joe Rogan was speaking about that yeah. stuff. And he was like, I'm a, I've been a professional commentator right. for about for a, for." 20 oh plus years. God. That don't mean shit, bro. Nothing. Like, you've never been punched in the face. You've never trained in that type of... Well, you... he trained. You saw the video. <laughs> <laughs> we got the video leaked. <laughs> that shit was so funny. I, I And I thought he would just been like, yeah, I kind of spoke out of turn on that, but he just doubled down on he it. Doubled I'm like, down. I'm like, he doubled down. He doubled down. That's fucking wild. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was a little shocked about that shit because when somebody says Donald Cerrone is a quitter, that means you've never watched the UFC. You never watched it. There's Donald's no, absolutely no way you can say that. This is a dude who will fight three days in a row. For no goddamn reason. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I love Donald Cerrone, man. I was really pulling for Donald Cerrone. I thought this was a terrible fight for Conor McGregor. I'm not going to lie. I was oh, like, really? Man, I was like, man, Donald Cerrone? You know what I mean? I'm an OG. So I look at yeah. him like, fuck this little young dude up, man. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, get him out of here. I, you know, when Donald Cerrone went up a weight class, he started winning again. I, I was super happy about man, that shit. I was on board with Donald, man. He was he was cracking all these kids who thought that they could take him out. I yeah. was like, you're trying to go through the gatekeeper right now, man. It's I not really, that easy. I really didn't see that going the way it did. And I think what happened was, uh, if you remember that fight, there was a little knee that blipped him. Like I saw that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was this little knee that blipped him. And nobody really noticed it, but I think that was the start of it. It was just a one little perfect little clip, and he just couldn't get his head back after the, that. The only reason why I assumed that uh, – I think, like, Cerrone just has a little bit of problem with, like, head movement. He, t- he takes too much damage. And when you have somebody as surgical as Conor McGregor, I just didn't think that – I mean, not to knock on Conor McGregor, but he's going up a weight class with some big boys. Yeah. So I just thought that he wouldn't have the power to crack him like that. I, For me – you know, when I saw he was fighting Cerrone and you mentioned Cerrone's head movement, right? So I just go back to the Nate Diaz and I'm like, Nate Diaz has absolutely <laughs> no head movement <laughs> or hands, really. And he was able to touch Conor up. You know what I mean? So Yo, I, when I saw mm, Cerrone, makes sense. I was like, man, Cerrone's going to, this is a wrap because... You when know. Uh, when Nate Diaz fought Conor McGregor, I didn't actually. This is this is just for Stephen A. Smith, just so he could shut the fuck up. Like he went into that fight, people don't even know, but he got kicked in the face by a horse, and he had a broken jaw. He had a fractured jaw, and he took that fight, didn't get knocked out, and he yep. continued it with yep. a broken jaw with his mouth open. Yeah, crazy. And I remember Joe Rogan. He was commentating. He was like, "I think his jaw's broken." Yeah. And I was like, "I, I don't think because his mouth was constantly yeah, open, like constantly this, constantly open." Yeah. And it came out after that. He yeah. got kicked in the face by a horse, by and a he still horse. fought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's the man, man. Like you can't take nothing away from that kid. I just want him to retire, though. Honestly. Yeah. I think he's done. He has like like I said. Sometime you get to a point where. Donald Cerrone is going to be Donald Cerrone with fighting or without fighting. Yeah. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need a belt. He doesn't need no belt. He doesn't need a belt, dude. Like, he's Donald Cerrone, man. Like, he's the belt his, him, himself, you, you know? Yeah. So, I think nobody's going to look at him any different. 
you know, and he's has, I mean, he's one of the most celebrated guys in the sport, I think. You know, he just needs to give it a rest now. I'm surprised that he's my height, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah he was yeah. fighting at 155. Yeah, big boy. Yeah, he's a, he's a big dude. <laughs> he's a big, big dude. That's another one of the reasons why I stopped doing it, man. These dudes just seem like they're just bigger and bigger. Yeah, like I don't understand how six people who are like 6'2 are hitting 155. I'm yeah. like, what's that? That makes man. no sense to me. Yeah, it's, it's, I was at a disadvantage in most... <laughs> size wise most fights you fight everybody that even when i see you like I, I always wait for the saturday so i can see you spar somebody and you always pick the biggest person in the fucking every time room. <laughs> i'll be like, in there trying to mix their big ass <laughs> and i'm like this big guy's about to get his ass beat oh, real quick. let man. me see this real quick you know you know what it is man it's just uh that's just how i came up i came up whatever it was never a oh you're too big for me i always felt like if you can't fight you can't fight like big or small, it doesn't mm. really matter. Um, you should have a game for both. You got a game for tall guys. Um, you got a game for short guys. You know, I fight heavyweights. We had a heavyweight come in there. I didn't even know this guy was a heavyweight in the UFC. And I was like, man, this dude's pretty good, man. He was moving <laughs> around pretty good and shit. Um, uh, I forgot his last name. I think his last name was Kimball. Man, tip of my tongue. It'll come yeah. to me. But anyway... He was moving real good. They were like, man, you know, he fights in the UFC. I'm like, oh, shit. I was in here trying to dust him off, dude. Like, <laughs> like, I was really, like, coming at him. And he had some games. So I was like, where did this dude come from? And he trained at this gym out in um, uh, Vegas. He's from the Syndicate gym. He's actually a heavyweight, current heavyweight in the oh, UFC. Wow. Yeah. He just came into the gym to get some work. He loved the gym. He was like, man, it's a great place. We get so many bodies on Saturdays, man. It's, you, that place is packed. It's crazy. I get scared because I know you asked me to come through. I'm like, you should come, dude. I'm like, I'm serious, man. Some of your hey, women would on the fuck air. me up. You need to come in there, bro. You do. I seen some of the ladies. I'm like, these ladies would fuck me. We got a couple up, killers dude. in there. We got a couple of them. They they are tough. I'm not gonna lie, and that's that's what I like, man. I like the fact that you know I'm not gonna say any names about gyms, you know, but not there's there's gyms out there that are making these women feel that they know what they're doing, but they don't ever put them in the real situation. Like you're not going to get good just hitting the bag. Yeah. You know, like, you know that you've gloved up, put shin guards on. I see you work on your tools on the back. Those are sharpening the tools. We yeah. got to go out there and shoot it at oh, some it's, point. It's a bag. Don't hit back <laughs> at all. You, you know, and people miss that. And I tell the women that right away when they come in, I tell everybody that for that matter, like, look, when you come in here, there's going to be some days where you get tested. There's going to be days where, you know, you're going to have to do some trading because this is what we're here to do. Now, we're going to do it in a controlled environment. Um, for some people new to sparring, we say, like, our room is broke up in sections, right? Mm -hmm. So we have our people in the ring that are new to sparring. Like, everybody knows this corner of the room, people are fairly new, just starting to get their feet wet sparring. And then you move towards the middle of the room. These kids are like amateur fighters, you know, or very good day-to-day -day practitioners. And then you got the other side of the room where I tell people, hey, don't come over here because <laughs> I can't protect you over here, <laughs> yeah. you know? And we've had a couple of kids, like we've had some injuries. We had a kid last week, uh, maybe two weeks ago, a real crazy fucking dude going hard with a guy and he got his rib broke. I'm like, Hey man, I told you not to come over here. <laughs> that's that's one of those things too that if I, I think that kind of annoyed me too when I just started going to random gyms and you know people would be kind of nice, right? But then 
like you're always going to get dished out what you give to me. So it's like period. If if if, <laughs> if we're going if we're going light, right. we're going to keep it light. Right. But when you go full clip, I'm gonna yeah. throw back full clip. Of course. <laughs> like what what of course. what is this? And then I, I I get pissed at this though. Like I didn't. This is the first thing. When the first time I experienced this, I started getting really fucking mad. It's like you go with somebody, right? You start exchanging and they start turning it up. Right. And then you crack them real hard. They go, all right, I'm really tired. I'm like, hold on a second. Oh yeah. You just <laughs> you just tried to fucking knock right. my block off. Right. And now you're tired. Uh, yeah. You're not tired. You got to get the fuck up. Yeah. Because at this point, like. So when I when I first started training, uh, this guy invited me out to it was just I can't remember which kickboxing gym it was, but it was it was it was like towards like the North Hollywood, like Tahunga area over there. Okay. It was just some random gym. And at that point, I just wanted to just work out. And so this guy's like, oh, this like light spar a little bit. And he just starts throwing full clip at me. Yeah. And I think it's because he knew I was like a YouTuber. So he was right, like right, trying right. to make like a little show out of it because yeah. one of his buddies was recording. Oh, I was like, that's fine. Deals. Yeah, so I was like, that's yeah. fine because I thought he wanted to look at footage or whatever. And I told the story to Nick because I was fucking heated. This is when I first started training the first like five months. Right. And then- So I, you were green. Dude. I was green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy just started, but the one thing I learned how to do was throw low kicks. Right. I was like, cool. So I just threw a full on full clip low kick right. and I just cracked him. And I'm, I'm a heavier dude than him. So he didn't really like that that much. He yeah. didn't get back up. So it was like, and then he got upset at me, and I'm like, "Hold on a second, man! You literally tried to knock my teeth out. I didn't even have a mouth right, on." Right. And leg kicks are legal. You can go hard <laughs> as hell on those. Like you're not going to yeah. lose teeth if I kick yeah. your legs. So I, I used to get upset at that shit. Just like you got to realize, like you get dished whatever you give out. You know, yeah, those are the rules. I tell people that the rules are hit as hard as you want to get hit. Yeah, that's it. Um, some days we will have structured sparring where it's like, all right, we're going to do. Offense and defense sparring, meaning all I can do is defend. All you can do is attack. We get good rounds out of that because these are when guys are getting ready for fights or we're trying to work on some sort of specifics with a certain person. And it's just kind of a good icebreaker. Like, yeah, you play defense. I'll play offense. You're going to work on your thing. I work on mine. And we're not, like, clashing the whole time because you got you got guys that are trying to, like, you know, they in there swinging swords, right? We're in there just trying to see who hits harder, or who's faster or whatnot. And you don't really get any true work. Yeah. Because we're too busy trying to win in the gym. And and that's what you got to get away from when you're trying to win in the gym. It doesn't matter there. Yeah. I, I feel like there's there's people, too, that I've seen where um, I won't say I've seen, but I've heard about these guys who are like gym warriors but then when they get into the cage oh God. it's like what what the fuck happened like yeah. either the lights get to them or something else but when they're exchanging in the gym they, they just fuck people up there's a lot of them dude yeah there's a ton of them and i don't know what it is about those those guys like me i was always ready to go when it was time to go um i was always ready in the gym also because i considered myself a professional and i think you should be able to go anywhere and be formidable in any environment you know some guys you know like those dudes that need to get hit before they fight i was never that guy i i hate getting hit i Mm. never wanted to get hit i never believed in letting people score on me for me to get some sort of like inner anger (laughs) to come back with because if that's the case you know you're not gonna have a long career yeah yeah, that way you know so I was always trying to be a technician. Like I was down to scrap. I was always down to scrap, but I scrapped with that in mind of let me not get hit. Like I've never been knocked out. I've probably fought well over 25 times and I've never been 
KO'd in a fight. And I don't ever want to be KO'd <laughs> because it's not a good look. That's why you don't sound like James Tony and shit. James. Oh my God. James, another one of my favorites. James Tony, man, like what it's hard to talk to him. It's man, I don't know it's what impossible. the fuck he's saying. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sad, actually. It's it's I was like, what the fuck happened, man? It's sad. Yeah. Because James Tony was amazing. He was one of the best, but you can't talk to him now, you know? And that that's the part of the this these are the type of people that some of these guys that are waking up, rolling out their bed, saying they want to be fighters, they need to see these guys. <laughs> yeah. And make a real and make a real decision. You know, make a real decision on, on, on your career if you really want to do this, because it is a good thing. It is cool. I mean, I love fighting and what it does, but it's really not for everybody on a professional level. And you'll you'll see you'll see a lot of this, too, because we were talking about how, you know, there's a lot of things that you could lie or bullshit about. Like jujitsu and kickboxing are two of the things that you cannot lie for shit about, because no. when you're on that mat, people will see what's up. They do. And, I, and I've seen a lot of people lie about their shit. And, you know, for me, like because it's a hobby of mine and I think I respect the sport a lot. How I always say, too, it's like if you tell me that, for example, like, I'm not going to put this dude's name on blast. But if you tell me you have 20 fucking amateur matches. Right. 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 And then you exchange with somebody who's been kickboxing for a year and I'm fucking you up. Yeah. That means you have not had 20 matches. Absolutely not. You should be. You <laughs> I should agree. Be teaching me something. Absolutely. Teach I'm, me something. I'm 100 percent on board with that. <laughs> And, it, you know, it kind of makes me upset because, like, you just wasted my fucking time, yeah. man. Like, yeah. I, I wanted to learn something today. You you gassed yourself up. You right. told me so many stories about yourself. Right. And now I want to see it. Yeah. Not not to, like, disprove you, but I'm, no, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm hungry. I want to learn. It is what it is. I'm the same way. Like, yeah. show me what you're working with. And if it's something that I feel, I'm like, wow, I'm going to ask about it. I want to see what it was. Maybe I can train and learn something from you. But, yeah, don't gas yourself up and not have it. And that's one of the reasons... For 10 years, every Saturday, we've had open sparring at Fight Academy, and it's always been open door to every gym. You know how many local gyms I've invited to come down <laughs> there to get some work in that don't come? And I don't know why they don't, because... It seems pretty friendly. It's like all love. It's you know? all love, always. You know, we have fun. We're shooting the shit. You know, we're talking about each other. You know, we get little fights in the middle where the gym will kind of slow down because these two dudes are going at it pretty good. So we'll kind of hype them up on the side. And and it's just all in good fun. And then all at the end, we may crack a beer and hang out and just talk yeah. about what we were doing. And what I think is some gyms don't like to do that because they feel... Uh, well, if we get showed up right here, then they might leave and go to this gym. But I'm like, in the, in the old school way of martial arts, your gym is your gym, dude. Like, you don't you don't really bounce around. Like, if you train there, if that's your home gym, that's your home gym. You can go out and train wherever you want to go train just to get work. But you always come back to the hood, man. Like, that's your neighborhood. Yeah. You know, that's where you that's the place you represent. I can go get work here, go get work with these guys, but I have my home place. And I think people feel some sort of un, they're uneasy with being exposed by any other place. And it's a, it's a, it's a big pride issue. And it's, it's also just kind of like, I think some people too, they know they have a bit of like smoke and mirrors, right? 
and yes. and that's what they're about. So if but it you, kills your growth, you know what I mean? Yeah, like if you if you come into a gym where people have active fighters, it's a different situation, right? right? So you're not going to be able to come up here and tell your stories. You're not going to be able. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. None of that. People don't want to hear that. Nobody shit, no. want the fluff. <laughs> they they want to see it. They want yes. they want to see that exchange. Touch glove. Let's see what you're working with. Exactly. That's why, like, you know, when I get beat up, it's it's such a great experience. I'm like, oh shit, maybe I can learn something from this guy. Well, let me tell you this. I I'm sure, like you saying, beat up. You might have gotten touched up in a round if you learned, like, man, I'm getting outpointed or I'm yeah. getting out this. But you're not leaving like I got beat up, like my no, head no, hurts. No, 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 that's not happening. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like my ribs is fractured. You yeah. know, you're not not that kind of beat up. Because back in the days, there would be those times. I remember coming home sometimes, like what happened you know what I mean? like you know my wife would look at me like man you sure you want to do this <laughs> like you in here yeah like what's wrong when, you know when, when it's sparring it's, it's it's all light if somebody wants to turn it up we'll turn it up you know and sometimes you have what i found out that i gotta i had to stop beating myself up about it's like sometimes you have good days and sometimes you have bad days period just show up to work that's what yeah. i tell people you have good bad days in the office show up to work yeah that's all nick you would, gotta do nick would always say too is like you gotta just stop getting mad at yourself for not yes. doing well sometimes you just have bad fucking days that's it, it. Is, it is what it is and, you know and here's another thing that i tell everybody and i'll share this with you too i think every sparring round that you go into or you know you're getting ready to have you need to have a goal per round like you go into a round saying i'm not gonna get teeped by Ken Law. <laughs> it's going to happen either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know. But Fuck you, that guy. You know him. what I mean? Yeah. You got to go into each round with a goal of this is what I'm trying to achieve this round. Now, if my goal was to land 10 leg kicks and I landed 10 leg kicks, but I ate four hooks, that's okay. My goal was land these leg kicks. So whatever I did as a as a prerequisite to landing those leg kicks, that was the good part. That was yeah. the stuff that I need to remember. So when I go out there and do it with somebody else, you know, you're proficient in that area. But most people just feel like they just want to win. You know, that's like the that's like the black belt jujitsu practitioner that don't want to roll with lower belts because they worry about mm. getting subbed. You know, me, I'm like. You shouldn't be getting subbed by the lower belts. You're at this level. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you should know more. You should be able to manipulate them in a way that they're not even used to based on your experience. That's how I am with sparring. Like, I'll go in there and spar with whoever, move with whoever, make people miss. And they're like, man, how you do that? I'm like, well, it's so repetitive for me. Like, most people make, and I don't want to say the same mistakes, but I kind of know how to play my cards to where you play the game that I want you to play with me. And I yeah. just, and then I teach them that. That's the beauty of the, what I do. Like I'll do certain things and then put them to the side and be like, "Hey, I did this. I did that. You should probably watch out for these things. You know, this type of guy does this." So sparring should be a like learning environment. And if you're not sparring, you're really not learning how to fight. Yeah, I, I think that was the the biggest thing that I wanted to to do eventually was when I was starting training was like, I, I got to see what it's like to get hit in the face consistently. Yeah. Aside from like street brawling and shit like that. Like right. I, I got to see what it's like to to be in front of somebody who knows how to throw at you because it's a different situation. It's a different game. It it It's just like, uh, sometimes I get hit. I'm like, how'd you do that? Right, right. You <laughs> got to ask. How the fuck did you yeah. do that? And even worse than that, I think the worst experience is not necessarily getting hit. The worst experience is when you're tired. Oh man. Okay. That that's worse than anything. That moment when 
you know, them little people who just crawl on your back and they just holding you down <laughs> and your lungs feel like they're about to explode and you got to go another round. That's 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 one of those things where I started respecting fighters more was when I started sparring and exchanging and, you know, we're like round four in and I can't breathe. Right. And then before that, I was like, why are these fighters getting so tired? This yeah, is yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. supposed to oh, do. tired. And then I'm like. Oh, now I know why they're tired. This shit's Absolutely. fucking hard. Hard as shit. Like we're doing two minute rounds and round two, by the time round two is done, I'm exhausted. I'm yeah. like, I can't, yeah. I can barely keep my fucking hands up. Man. And and we, you know, when we do our Saturdays, we literally start at 1130 AM and we probably go till almost one and we do three minute rounds, multiple. I tell everybody in the room, if you need a break. Just take a break. But the the bell just goes for three minutes and we just continue going. And some guys will do 10 or 12 rounds straight before they take a break. Some guys will do four. You know, me, the OG, I'll do one in, one out. You know what I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one in, one out guy. You know what I mean? So you're going to get one, one done guy. Yeah. I'm like, I had, a, I had a good round. It was nice hey. seeing you guys. It was a, <laughs> you know, I give somebody work. I'll sit down and talk shit for a round. And then I let them get tired and I go in there and beat them up right after. You know, I think that's what I like when I, when I see like certain gyms like yours. Um, because I, you know, when we watch the videos, you see people who are in your class that you could tell they actually know how to strike. Right. Whether they're there for cardio kickboxing or whatever, it doesn't matter. No, it don't matter. It's one yeah. way to teach them. It's only one way to teach people. Yeah. And, I, and I've seen uh, a lot of other classes that I've shadowed to when I first started. It's like, you've been doing this for two years and you guys still look like this. So yes. this is not a place that I want to be at. Yes. That's why I like gyms like, like CSA. Yes. Like CSA, yeah. like I didn't realize when I was watching some of these videos and footage of people, like mm -hmm. some of these people aren't fighters. They just look like fighters. They just look like fighters. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, yo, what the fuck no, is They this got about? a good thing going up there, man. Shout out to Kieran. That's the homie, dude. Like, he he's a good dude. You know, he built an environment of winners, you yeah. know. And when you do that, you know, everybody gets on board. You know what I mean? Everybody's on board. You get a couple good guys up there. I think it really kind of started up there with Kevin Ross for them, mm. you know. Um, and then, you know, Eddie's there. You oh, know, man, I love Who's I love talented. Eddie, it's funny because I, I kind of linked up to him through Instagram, but I've been watching him kickbox for quite a while. Yeah. And I just always loved his style so Great much. Great style. It's amazing. Because like, it's not Muay Thai. It's yeah. not, it's, it's his style. It's, yeah. You have your own, you have your own thing. And that's, and that's, you develop that by sparring. You develop that by getting all those rounds with all these different people. So that way you kind of know how to mesh and it's like a mashup of everything that you learn from whoever you, you know, experience in, in 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 your training so yeah man they they got a good thing up there man i really i respect what they do i mean on the crossfit end and on the fighting end they, they're i think his gym is just very knowledgeable about their shit and they don't fuck around so nah, they don't it's like if, if you're here just to i don't know just for like cardio kickboxing that's cool but we're gonna make sure that you look good too and that yeah. you know what you're doing there's like teams like like Team Oyama and Irvine yep. too. They got some killers out there. They got some killers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've been around a long time. Yeah. You know, like I've known Oyama. I've fought guys from their team, and you know, guys like Oyama respects guys like me because he knows what I come from. He's yeah. wa watched me come up. You know, every time I see him, it's like, man, Savannah, I remember you beat our guy. You know, we still talk yeah. about old war stories and shit, you know. And I think that's so cool, though, like when you could look back and there's no animosity about it because it's just like the sport. Right? Yeah, it's business. Yeah. It's, it's like, business. what was I not supposed to not knock you out? Like, right. We, we had a fight. <laughs> right. Because you were going to do it to me or, you know, either or. So that's the beauty of martial arts, man. We get a chance to showcase it on a level. And, you know, even though it's fighting, you know, we agreed to it. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, at the end of the day, one of us is going to win, one's going to go home. So, you know, I, I love it, you know, and, and I have uh, every now and then I have just like little shimmers of wanting to do it. You know what I mean? You heard me talking about it the other day. Yo, when you said that you were going to have another fight, I was like, let's go. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I'll promote the shit out of that. Yeah, she, you know, my wife was looking at me like, what the hell wrong with you, dude? Then that post like, got deleted immediately. <laughs> immediately. Immediately. It's like, take that shit down. I'm yeah. like, uh, so there's like still a part of you that, that, that feels it though, right? Well, like, I mean, and only because, and I'll tell you why. It's not it's not that uh, I want to like go and make any money or you just want it's the thing that makes me right. You know, fighting is what made me what I am. And I think it's the 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 process of it I'm attracted to. You know, you want to have this goal of. All right, I'm going to be fighting on this day. So that means, first of all, I got to get in shape. You know, it's like guaranteed I'm going to be in shape now. I got to fight. Yeah. I don't have no fight. I'm like, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of gives you a goal, gives you something yeah, to work towards. Yeah, just give you something to work towards. It gives you like a get up and go do it every day thing. And uh, and then you want to rally. You got people that rally behind you. You know, I think that's always a good feel. I'd never forget that last fight I had in Bellator. I mean, I had a ton of people that came to watch the fight. And it just felt good to to have that support leading up to the fight and it validated the gym and people were talking about it. You know, so that part you miss. I think. I mean, it's, it's a good transition and a good move. And I think like the biggest difference between you and a lot of other fighters was you really did think about an after that the, the fighting thing wasn't just going to be your whole life in the sense of I'm just going to be fighting the ring till I die. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, no, no. Like you took your life experiences, yeah. all the knowledge that you had. You didn't I wasn't take... trying to be Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yo, don't even talk about that, that Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell fight. Oh, I don't know man, who the fuck was in that ring. That shit broke my heart, man. It broke my heart too. Like yeah. it, it was like he was punching through water. I yeah, was like, yo, it what, was, what? It was not cool. Yo, you know, he was t- he was talking about I could take John Jones before nah, that fight. I'm like, absolutely. What not. is going on, Iceman? And I mean, and I'm and I'm not going to toot my own, but I still feel pretty formidable. I feel like it with the right match, I could do well, you know, but um as a fighter, you don't want that to be the thing, the way you get in, like, yeah. oh, with the right match. Like, I want to still have the, like, put me in there with anybody. I don't That's care. That's like for when uh, Uriah Faber came back and then, you know, he came back with that huge overhand right. Yeah. Cracked him. Yeah. TKO, great move. And then he fought Peter Yanni. He was yeah, like, right. these kids built different. <laughs> these kids are built different. And I was not trying to be on the end of Yo, that. Yo, when they fed him Peter, Peter Yanni, I was like, yeah. that's a little too soon, that's, man. Man, he ate his ass up. Like, like, why would you even do that one? He was he was looking decent in the he beginning. Looked decent. And then when I that's, saw that one. Ooh. Yeah. Was that the same night Kevin Lee fought? Man, I wonder was if that it? Was, I don't know if that was the if same. If it was, night. that was a crazy night. Oh my God. Yeah, man. But Uriah favorite, you know, he's one of the he was one of the ones, man. But what else does he have to prove? Yeah, exactly. When he came back, that was the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, you have nothing to prove. No. Like, what What else do you need? Why even come back? He was yeah. like, I want to see if I can do I We know you can do it. We, yeah. You don't need to say it. Nah, leave it alone. Yeah. And leave you, it alone. this guy, Peter Yacht, is built like a tank. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. These guys, these kids now, I'm good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what's, what's, what's the next move for you? Uh, are you thinking about expanding the gym or? I mean, I, I thought about it. Um, that might be something I, I, I visit, I think. Um, We've talked about it. The thing is, I couldn't be, you know, I can't be two places at one time. Yeah. Um, I think if if some of the boys at the gym really wanted to dedicate it to another gym, I'd be like, hey, let's open another gym and kind of let them be the ones that 
run it and take it on and it'd be their thing. And I'll just kind of like shadow in the back and do certain parts of it. Um, but it's a big undertaking, man. And like, there's so much, uh, you know, everybody's trying to do this online training and all that, mm -hmm. which I never got, you know, I never got the, you're going to learn how to kickbox through a video. Like, I think the, the the kickboxing aspect is hard. I think online training works well with like strength and conditioning. Maybe and then, that. that, just that. Yeah. You know, nutrition, strength, condition, you can do it. But for fighting, you really need somebody that can explain all those little intricate things to you. So, I mean, I couldn't do that. It's a good way to get started for people. I think, like, for example, they have, like, the Warrior Collective. Mm -hmm. They have. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I, I even feel for the Warrior Collective from seeing what they have. It's not for people who just want to start. It's like you're already started. You already know what you're doing. Yeah. And you just want to kind of go pick pick material that you can just. Say I could do good from that because I can go on there. Like I like, I love uh, Damien Trainer, right? Yes. So I'll go look at his stuff and be like, man, that was lit. Let me try, let me try that. Damien Trainer stuff, I, I love it. It's just so hard to do. He was like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna hit a double right hook, yeah, hit yeah. to the body, high kick, low kick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. And I'm with it because see, I was, you know, he's kind of like blend of Thai and Dutch style. Yeah. So he's crispy. I I I gravitate towards that stuff right away. You know, so I don't know, man, like for me, as far as like moving forward, another gym would be cool. But, you know, I'm thinking like I want to venture out and maybe start some other type of business, you yeah. know, that's not gym related, whatever yeah. that may be. You know, being that fighting is the only thing I really do, you know, <laughs> besides fucking around with cars or whatnot. Um, but I'm having fun with it, man. I want to be able to do martial art like martial arts is something that I want to be able to do till I absolutely can't. Yeah. And and it's okay to do that, right? It's okay to say, hey man, I lived off martial arts until I Which retired. a lot of people can't say that. A lot of people can't. No, it's after, tough. After they fight, they don't think about their after and yeah. they're you know they're trying to do like these that's that's the crazy thing too is just because you can fight it also doesn't mean that you're a good businessman or a great teacher. No, absolutely so. not. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm still in it, man. I'm I'm you know, I'm going to start doing my nonprofit work. I think that's going to be my real uh calling is trying to get more into the nonprofit sector with the kids. Um, you know, hopefully I can, I got a couple athletes that I'm really working with right now. I got a girl who's a pretty decent boxer that I've been training that wants to like, you know, fight on the Olympic level. So, you know, who Ooh. knows, maybe we can, you know, get, I can be in, in somebody's corner carrying a bucket, and, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, on a higher level boxing match at some point. So, but it's fun, man. I've been, I meet people through it, you know, martial arts brings, uh, I think it brings everybody together. You know what I mean? It, it it crosses all barriers of race and everything. You know, when you're on the mat, you're on the mat, you yeah. know, and nobody cares about where you're from and, and what you do and where you It's a very uh, honest, like, sport and hobby. I yeah. think that's what I appreciate about yeah. uh, martial arts. It's That's why I said, like, the moment that you hit that mat, you could talk as much as you want. You right. Have, you, when you exchange, people are gonna see what you're about. That's it. And that 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 purity and honesty is what I really really enjoyed. And just like watching people, I think I think like I've seen a lot of people change their lives through martial arts Absolutely. too. Right? Like they were troublemakers before, but yeah. it's 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 a humbling thing too. Because if yeah. you thought you were a big guy in the block, you come to a gym, you get your ass beat. Yeah. It's like yo, there's bigger people yeah. in this world. Yeah, that's kind of how it was for me, man. It it actually saved. Uh, you know, I could have been in trouble and all that, but I was like, you know what? This is cool. I got into it and it became something that I just never let go of. And 
I think I'll be doing this. Like we got some people in the gym that are older that do this and they never were fighters, but they're in the gym training. I see the same people too on the, I'm like, yo, I see the same dudes. I'm like, yo, you've been there since I was there. Exactly. And they love it, you know, and like some of my kids that, uh, started really young that left to go do wrestling, you know, some of them are in college wrestling now and, you know, we got new a new crop of kids that are, you know, not good, but they'll be good in the next yeah. few years. <laughs> we just had like a new wave of kids. You know, we had our first decade and out of that decade, you know, we got some kids in college. We got we see them. And now I got all these new ones. And I'm like, man, we got to do this all over again. Hey, man, every, that's the thing, too. Like these kids have to know, you know, people get disappointed when they first start. But it's like everybody has to start from somewhere. They got to start somewhere. I mean, you got to see the videos when I first started. You remember was, day one? Yeah. Yes. That shit was hard to watch. Like, it was it was pretty tough, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you this, though. When I In my mind, though, I was like, yo, my shit's tight. Yeah. You know, but then you look at the video. I'm like, yo, who put this on slow-mo? Man. Like, why are these hits so slow? I used to hit you with the little gym. Like, hey, man, keep your hand up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still have trouble with that shit with the fucking taekwondo habits keep your head up man what yeah. you doing yeah i'm about to call nick <laughs> <laughs> nick always gets me on that shit when i get tired my fucking right hand starts to drop slower uh-huh. and slower hey, he's low. the funniest too because nick got a funny way of showing you he mad as shit you know he's just <laughs> he get a look you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know nick nick's funny because nick sometimes has that that little fight dog in him still yeah so like he 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 will choose not to spar most of the time but one day he'll be like i got gloves on i'm like ah oh, fuck yeah and all of a sudden he just starts piecing yeah piecing everybody up. up i'm like damn man like it's funny because when i see him like i feel like he could still fight but he just doesn't want it anymore. he don't want it yeah he yeah. had game nick always had game though he's, he's had some swag that little crop of guys that that came up with us they all had game like and i think they're all worthy like coaches and you know they showing the real because there's yeah. a lot of phonies man i swear there's so many of them out there and i'm like and i'd be inviting them me i'm kind of you know crazy <laughs> like that i'm like man you should come on in man and get some rounds come get this work and they never show up of course they, they don't want they don't want that heat nah that's nah. that's that's the and thing. it ain't even like for me you know i'll be trying to put my little dudes on them like nico you know what i mean well, like nico's a monster that will sock me in the face i'm like you child like, you fucking 18 year old kid just fucking give me hey, a bloody nose i'm like you better fucking calm that killer. shit down nico i don't even spar with him no more <laughs> i saw like he just put up a clip on his story of him just exchanging oh I'm my like, god and that dude's a pro that recent one oh was that Jesus. that motherfucker i was like Nico, my God. Like he did this real quick. He was like backed up to the wall. Yes. Nico threw one. a couple of hicks, pushed him off to the side, cracked yes. him with that cross. I was like, yes. yo, that was yeah. clean. Yeah, he's a killer. Yeah, we're gonna get him a fight soon. He needs it. He oh needs man, it. Nick, Nick I, I mean he's been doing it for such I heard he was training at Sid Yatong for he a while. Was. Which yeah. is before he came with us, he was at Sid Yatong as a kid. Um he's probably been with me for maybe six, I think now. About six years solid. Wow. You know. Um, and he's tough, man. Like Nico is a tough kid. This is all he really knows how to do. He loves it, you know. And he's just a good kid. That's that's the thing about practitioners. If you have a good spirited, good hearted person that does martial arts, they come out good because they just have <laughs> kid, it in them. This kid was like, he was like, "Hey, David, like I want to come out and train with you." I was like, "Yeah, if you sock me like less, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Like, well, you hit hard, bro. Like, turn it down just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he got, he has one mode and that's one, go. With a smile on his face yeah. the whole fucking time. He's like, did I hit you too hard? Look at my nose, yes. man. Yeah, no, that's him. <laughs> I'm like, Love God damn it, Nico. Yeah. But yeah. I like it, though, because he got that fire. When I see him, I'm like, that, that, that's what a fighter's made out of. Yeah. Like, you need that heat. Yeah, you know? he doesn't look the part, right? You know, I always tell people, hey, 
They're like, I, I had guys come to me like, hey, man, the one kid, man, the Asian kid. Oh, I mean, oh, Nico, must, <laughs> Nico must have got a hold of him. <laughs> it's like, like he's kid? fucking tough, man. I'm like, yeah, he's he's the shit. His he hands shit. are so clean. Clean. He yeah. hits fucking hard, too. Yeah. I'm like, damn, you hit so hard. You look so gentle. He is. He's a gentle giant. It looks he like is. he makes lumpias for a living, and this book yeah. is fucking people <laughs> up and shit, dude. Uh, <laughs> you look like somebody's auntie. Uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you gotta come by, man. We 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 gotta you gotta come in, man. Yeah, I'm trying to. You heal gotta my, earn your real strike. I gotta you know heal this foot because I got my shit fucking a uh, knee check by a. Uh, oh, you uh, got checked by huh? Kenzo. Pop. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I just uh, I threw a really stupid just floppy front kick, and I because so I got the top of your foot. He got the bottom of my foot. Oh, oh, wow! I've never had that happen before, yeah. but that was my fault because yeah, I think like sometimes when I'm sparring people who are smaller. I always tend to pull back a little bit, but right. I can't pull back on somebody like Kinlaw, Kinlaw no. because he's, first of all, he could take the hit, so it doesn't matter. Right. And then if I pull it back on him, I'm not going to connect. So it's just like, he told me recently, he goes, you just, just throw it. I'm not going to get hurt. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, thank you. Because yeah. before, because it's sock his ass, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's ready, bro. Just he, he wants it. Sock him. Yeah, sock him. I'm also scared too. If I hit him hard, he's like, he's going to fuck me up. Nah, you like, good? He's always good at controlling it though, because he, he I'll knows. I'll come handle that lightweight for you. <laughs> I got that for you. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell him to meet me up, and it's just gonna be you. I'm yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, enjoy. Tell him meet you on Saturday <laughs> for that smoke. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming through. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, obviously, first of all, uh, if you guys want to train some MMA and you want to do somewhere really legit, it's a place that I first started out and was probably one of the the bigger blessings of my life because when I first came up there, I was like 270 pounds. And yeah, man. It was just a. I'm a witness. A, yeah, he's a witness. Yeah. You know, and I, I didn't know how to throw a single fucking punch. And it was it was it was something new, and I think the environment's great. And if you guys want to actually learn how to fight, and if, if you don't want to fight, just come through to Fight Academy Pasadena, man. Yeah, we out here, man. Ten years, you can Google us, uh, Google me, fightacademypasadena.com. Uh, we out here, man. That's yeah. it. We, you, you're gonna find us if you look up any MMA in Pasadena. You're gonna find us for sure. Yeah, man. I think I think the great thing about the gym too is like it's it's if you want to be a fighter, you could be a fighter. If not, if you're just there to train and learn about the sport, it, it's also there for you. Yeah, too. man. We it's no egos, man. We just we just there to work. And I think um, you know, no fighter makes it to the ring by themselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's a team behind them. You know, there's the the casuals, I call them. Those are the guys that are buying your T-shirts and your tickets and yeah. your, you know what I mean? So it's a real big network that you have in the gym environment. And we've been real fortunate to like survive for 10 years, man. This shit ain't easy to do. And to have um, a business for 10 years is amazing. Period. You know, <laughs> let alone a, a fight gym, yeah. you know, because people don't like to pay for training. I'll, I will say that on here. <laughs> <laughs> break, break, guys. Hey, I, I, you know, uh, I'm, I'm taking a, a couple of boxing lessons from this guy, uh, PJ. And PJ. He's pretty good. I've seen him. And, PJ, PJ cleans, man. He's clean. Man. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's pretty good. I, I like his stuff. I think uh, the important thing that he always said too is like, you know, prices aren't really based on what you can afford. It's what I can offer you. Right. right? So it's like, it's, it's based on my skill set and what I can offer. Yeah. Like I can't, because you can't afford it. It doesn't mean that my skill set dumbs down. You right, know? right. Right. Which right. Is, which is what I really do appreciate. Like you really do get what you pay for in anything in life. No, you, I'm the real. If somebody's charging you like 25 bucks for boxing lessons. Just, just to let you yeah. know, you're getting $25 That's boxing exactly lessons. That's exactly what you're going to get. 100%. There's not a single person doing personal training out there. And this is from personal experience. If, if you get, if somebody's charging 25 bucks, 50 bucks for boxing lessons, I fucking guarantee you 
it's not going to be good. Nah. It's just not depending on where you're from. Specifically in LA, yeah. I, I, I. By the way, this is from personal experience. So right, I've gone right. to the guy who charged twenty five bucks, fifty bucks, right? And it was a terrible, terrible experience. Yeah. They didn't know what they were doing, and yeah. I wasn't learning anything. Yeah. So you know, get what you pay for, and if it's something that you enjoy, then then really pay for it. Like it does work out. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm I'm on board with that. Yeah. Thanks. So Instagram, <laughs> I believe <laughs> setting it, the bar up for us because it's a lot of trash out there. I just, I just, I want to set that bar for people in general when it comes to this stuff because don't, don't fucking waste your money. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Don't yeah. waste your money because all that like time is limited. So if you can come to a gym and you could spend good money, let's say just for like three, four months, like you're spending a good amount of money. Well, in that three or four months is more than you'll gain in that year that you'll get with absolutely that, with that, with that twenty five dollar absolutely. Uh, yeah. So. Personal experience, just kind of putting it out there. You could take that advice or leave it, but trust me, I'll, I'll put up a video of how I used to look before. Hey. To now. It's a different, it's a different experience. Uh, yeah, you're part of the bloodline. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're in there with us. Yeah. yeah. Like when I first, I remember when I did a first low kick on that bag. I almost cried. Yeah, you did. That shit, <laughs> that shit, fucking hurt. I'm like, who the fuck does I remember this shit? That that's so funny, man. Nick was like, it'll feel better. I'm like, nah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? It does feel better though. Like, after funny. a while. Yeah, nah, man. Thank you, though, man. I appreciate you having me in, man. No, nah, man. Like, I, I definitely wanted. I think, like, sometimes when I talk about uh, a lot of the the fight stuff, I, I definitely want somebody credible to speak about their experience because there are people that message me that want to get into fighting, right. they want to know what it's like, and um, you know, there's a reason why 98 percent of the people don't make it in there, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try and you shouldn't. You know, give it a go because I'm never going to fight, but I do appreciate yeah, the art. there's nothing wrong with knowing it. And I tell people that all the time. Don't come in with that expectation. Just come in and just accept it, do it, and just get better. That's the name of the game. Just get better. Yeah. You know, and you're not going to get better with, you know, 30 minutes twice a week. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you got to put some time in. Like, you got to do anything else. And just take the good with the bad. And just exactly. keep it pushing. I used to train with Nick. And then on the off days, I went to a tennis court. And I just used the lines to work work on footwork. I seen you working, man. Yeah, yeah, you were doing it. You yeah, know? I, that's why I would chime in because I would see you trying to get it. You know, I, I don't want to waste anybody's time. You know, right. it's like I'm 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 paying for this shit. Like right. I'm, I'm gonna make sure that make I, sure you got it exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you can find uh, what 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 can they find you first of all? Just kind of put that out there. Uh, Uh, my handle is just Savant Young on Instagram, Facebook, and uh. That's pretty much it, man. Yeah, well, uh, follow Savant and then follow Fight Academy Pasadena. Come into Fight Academy to get that work. It's well, yeah, uh, every Saturday. Every Saturday, you'll see me there, eleven a.m. Looking through the window and seeing what's up. Uh, he said he's coming, guys. <laughs> he's coming. I'm about to be in the. I get scared on the beginner area too sometimes because that's where they kind of just throw hard and they don't know what's up. Uh, so I might have to be like in the middle to. <laughs> I gotta I'm, figure. Hey, I'm on your bumper. I'm about to start tagging you and shit. You're coming. <laughs> All right, for sure. Well, you guys can catch the Genius Brain podcast on all audio platforms. Leave in the comments below about what you think, and then we'll see y'all next time. Booyah. Peace. Cheers.